trying to doctor Jimmy Savile, and indeed the content of this letter is deeply unprofessional. Uh, it's quite remarkable, and it's cc to a series of people, including the then Secretary of State. Can the Secretary of State assure me that each of these individuals have been investigated in terms of their response to this correspondence? Because I cannot believe that people would have received this correspondence and not been deeply concerned about this vile man's involvement in a high-security hospital. Expectant mothers in Buckinghamshire are to be tested for carbon monoxide poisoning in a bid to make them quit smoking. The tests will be carried out at Stoke Mandeville and Wickham hospitals, as well as by community midwives. More from Tony Fisher. The NHS in Buckinghamshire says they want to identify pregnant women who smoke or are exposed to it so the right advice and support can be given. After testing, midwifery teams then refer the mothers to the Buck Stop Smoking Service. Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust says smoking in pregnancy poses serious health risks for unborn children, including cot death, miscarriage and stillbirth. The first big acts will grace this year's Glastonbury Festival today, but there'll be disappointment for campus. The Met Office has issued a yellow warning alert for rain in the southern half of the UK. More from Natalie Jameson. With a day of rain under its belt already, the Glastonbury Festival site is littered with those muddy puddles campers here have come to expect. Loving it. I'm <laughs> absolutely loving it. I love wearing wellies. Yes, wellies, ponchos, everything. You have to enjoy it anyway. So, no choice. So, it's part of the festival. 170,000 people are expected here. 50,000 of those are working staff. Elbow and Blondie play later with Robert Plant and Brian Ferry tomorrow. Ed Sheeran gets the honour of following Dolly Parton's show on the main pyramid stage on Sunday. In sport, Liverpool say they will study FIFA's full report before commenting on the ban for striker Luis Suarez. The Uruguayan FA repealing against the nine-match international ban and four-month ban from football for biting. The weather, cloudy and wet this morning, heavy and thundery downpours this afternoon and into the evening. The maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's happy, it's positive, there's lots of people, there's lots of things going on. It's just charming. It's all about where you live. It's still got a real community, you know. And all this week we're featuring Wellin and Digswell. It's a very sociable place. Got everything you're likely to want. Cafes, restaurants. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, during Simon's News... uh, I discovered something quite awesome about myself and my hands. Would you like to know, Catherine? Um, yes. I can do a wicked... I'm like a wicked, um... Bongo? Congo? Right, well, I heard the banging from next door. I did wonder. Yeah. I've, I'm like a wicked, um, like a Bongo Congo player. Right. Would you like to hear a snatch? Yes. Let me give you some echo. Hang on, here we go. Now, it might be rubbish at the start, because I've got to remember what I was doing. Yeah, you need to warm up But this is genuinely... Genuinely, I was sat there thinking, I was doing it all through the news thinking, flipping it, man, I've got magic hands. Here we go. Yeah, what do you reckon? I think I know what you're going to be uh, buying on a certain internet auction site this afternoon. Drum kit on eBay. Bongos. Bongo fever. Well, do you know what? There are some brilliant... If only I had my bongo albums with me. There are, seriously, there are some brilliant bongo... If you've got a bongo album, give us a call. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's going to be a busy show. 
I may just ditch all of the... I may just ditch all of the news, Justin. Do it, boss. I, I may ditch it, because some amazing things have happened to me in the last 21 hours. Incredible. Incredible wow. things have... Wow! <laughs> Incredible things. I, I may just ditch everything. What we supposedly have on the show, police curfews, late lawn mowing... Oh, and this. Yeah, but it's a lot harder to actually give up, and it causes more stress on the baby then as well. So it's better to actually just carry on smoking through it, and that's what the doctor says as well. Your doctor said that to you? Yes, it's a lot easier to carry on smoking while you're pregnant because oh. withdrawal symptoms are not good for the baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. the withdrawal symptoms from smoking are not good for the baby if you're a pregnant mum. So she's not smoking for herself, it's for the baby. She's, she's smoking for two now. <laughs> Go on, spark up another one. You're smoking for two. <laughs> That's made me chuckle. And there is more of that. Justin Dealey. It's the Justin Dealey Show this morning, Justin. I might as well just hand it over to you. You have gold for us throughout between six and nine, don't you, sir? Oh, boss. Lots of it coming your way. Some of these mums, absolutely <laughs> incredible. You're smoking for two now, love. Have another. If you want to take part in the show, and you will want to take part in the show, 08459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Delo, stay there. I need a bit of this. Now, usually I don't oh, do this, but... Yeah. Uh, mm. Go ahead and break them off with a little preview of the remix. <sighs> Now I'm not trying to be rude, but hey pretty girl, I'm feeling you The way you do the things you do, reminds me of my Lexus cool That's why I'm all up in your grill, trying to get you to a hotel You must be a football coach, the way you got me playing the field So baby give me that, and let me get that Running her hands through my fro, bouncing on 24 Why they say I'm ready, it's the remix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen, mama rolling that body Got every man in here wishing, sipping on coke and rum I'm like, so what, I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend, baby, I'm about to have me some fun Bounce, 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 bounce now it's like murder, she rolled Once I get you out the clothes Privacy's on the door But still they can hear screaming more Girl, I'm feeling what you're feeling No more hoping and wishing I'm about to take my key and Stick it in the ignition So give me that Let me get that Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 24 Why they saying they got ready It's the remix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama ruling that body Got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum I'm like, so what, I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend, baby I'm about to have me some fun Crystal popping in the stretch navigator We got food everywhere As if the party was catered We got fellas to my left Honey's on my right We bring them both together We got drooping all night Then after the show It's the party And after the party It's the hotel lobby Around about four You gotta clear the lobby Then take it to your room And somebody Can I get a can I get a Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 24 Come on, why they saying they got ready It's the remix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama ruling that body Got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum I'm like, so what, I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend, baby I'm about to have some fun It's the remix to ignition 
ignition Come on, hot and fresh out the kitchen My mama rolling that body Got every man in it wishing Sitting on coke and rum It's like so what I'm drunk It's a freaking weekend baby I'm about to have me some fun Come on Girl, we all feel this dream Morgan Rebels are Last in the radio Quite simply, the finest song ever written. Ever. That's a fact. Turns out, uh, Justin, that mm. when Mr Richard Kelly talks about putting his key in the ignition, yeah. he ain't talking about keys or ignitions or even cars. Yes. He's talking naughty talks. Yeah. He's you know talking what, naughty talks. And do you know what? The, 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 the jacket that he wears in the video, yep. so that's so, oh, absolutely fantastic. I've got one similar. Because oh, I want well, to be like R. Kelly in that video. You you lead a very, very similar lifestyle. Mm. And just be careful. Yes, thank you. I wait 459 455 555 is the telephone number. <laughs> if you want to give us a call now, on. <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows, Justin. Yeah, close. I have to come close. It's going to be close today. Now, serious story. Bedfordshire police are planning to impose what amounts to a curfew to stem the rise of antisocial behaviour in two areas of Luton. The anti-social behaviour orders would cover Round Green and Wigmore, where residents and shop owners have been complaining the behaviour of a minority of people is making them feel like prisoners. Well, the council is expected to approve the request at a meeting on Monday. Justin, you've been looking into this. How bad has the situation got? Well, in the report submitted to the council, it says there's been an escalation in anti-social behaviour in Wigmore and Round Green in the last four months or so. Uh, The number of incidents has risen by 30% between between February and May when compared to the same period last year. So quite a big number there. Uh, the types of antisocial behaviour being reported include drug dealing, criminal damage and threatening behaviour towards vulnerable residents. Uh, this is having a serious impact on those living in Wigmore and Round Green with feelings of intimidation, anxiety, fear and nervousness. Uh, they say, Ian, that they feel like prisoners in their own homes. Some residents stay away at friends to avoid confrontation with males in the area. Oh. Dear. An elderly resident saying as well that they fear going to the shops now. That's not what you want when you where you live. What have people been saying to you, Just? Well, I've been talking to shopkeepers in the two affected areas. Up first, uh, this is a shopkeeper from Wigmore. Uh, some of the kids, not not all. Some of the kids they throwing out sausages and eggs to the shop uh, around the walls and glasses. So they're throwing eggs. What? What inside the shop? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, just to the menu board, like that. You must be, you must be quite scared though, because you're isolated here. You're pretty much on your own. If there's a large group of youngsters coming in, throwing eggs at, at you and the store, you must feel no, quite scared. They are not like mature enough, like the 10, 12 years old, like kids. They're coming and just throwing eggs and throwing sauces, and they're running out. Smiling and then running out. That's little so and so's. Yep, absolutely. Little so and so. I blame the parents, and it sounds. I genuinely do blame the parents. Anyway, go on, carry on. So uh, that was Wigmore. The situation was pretty much the same in Round Green as well. Yeah, occasionally you get a few bits and pieces. I mean, a few kids uh, messing about, you know, like going to shops, trying to steal, swearing, and all that stuff. So we're talking about young kids, what, what abusing people for absolutely no reason at all? Yeah, they do that. I'm talking about. The age of, say, 12 to 17, 18, you can get really rough ones. Have they ever attacked somebody? I haven't seen it, but I heard of it. You know, I heard people saying that they've been mugged or they've been this and that. I wouldn't say it's really bad, but it's not, it's not 
doesn't sound great, does it? No. Okay, so the, a dispersal order. How does it? How does this work? Well, this gives the, the the police power to get rid of troublemakers from the area and make it an offence for them to return. They hope the dispersal order will help provide residents with with some relief. Efforts will also be made to divert young people away from antisocial behaviour. What's the council saying, Justin? Uh, the council they are supportive of this move. The changes are expected to be approved at a meeting this Monday. If you're a 12 year old little so-and-so who thinks it's acceptable to go into a shop and chuck eggs around, mm. uh, are you really going to take seriously when a copper says, Oi! Move! Are you going well, to do that? And also, surely, it will just push the behaviour elsewhere. Absolutely. I think, you know, the, the shops in Wigmore, quite a few shops there, if the kids are going to be moved away, they've got to go somewhere. I think you're absolutely spot on. That problem will be moved maybe 500 yards around the corner. Well, but what the police need to do, bang them up in the back of a van mm-hmm. so they get a bit scared and take them back home. But bang on the door, work, holding them by the ear. You know, the, the kids these days, it's incredible. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday and they were saying that, that they know all the rules and regulations. They know exactly what they're doing. They are so, so cheeky. They know the law. They know how it works and they're just playing with the police. It's such a tough job for, for the police to, to make sure that they're not causing trouble in these areas. I'd love to see a child as a lawyer. Yeah. So you're just saying that you, they know the law. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Uh, and you, you, you're in court, you're being defend- and it's a 12-year-old that's defending you. Mm. In a suit. <laughs> they dress up smart for it. And they probably know the law better than us. Exactly. Well, really do. Definitely. Justin, thank you very much. Catherine. Do you want to know what these orders allow the police to do. Yeah, go on. They can disperse groups of two or more people from areas where there is persistent antisocial behaviour. So we're talking Wigmore around Green here. Right. They can take home any young person under 16 who's out on the streets in a dispersal zone between take them nine... Home. Yeah. To their home. To their own home. Yep, yep. To uh, between nine and six and not accompanied by a parent or responsible adult. <clears throat> I, I can see both sides of this, OK? If they're little so-and-sos and they are misbehaving, then, you know, drag them by the scruff of their neck to their parents and, and uh, embarrass them. Not humiliate them, embarrass them. But then... The, well, the, you're, you're assuming the parents will be surprised yep, and or shocked. Sure. But then, also, if it, if, if it gives the police the powers to disperse groups of two people or more then that could be a little bit worrying if they just don't like the... Because kids like to gather. And if kids are just gathering outside spa or wherever, it's what kids have done for, for centuries, ye oldie spa, um, and they're not doing, any, not doing anything naughty, then that seems a little bit unfair. It's not just kids either. could be anyone. could be you. You, me, Scoins, go and stand outside. They will get dispersed. Well, well, we could, probably we could, rightfully. I would imagine if Scoins is with us, then definitely it's, it's probably best we do get broken up. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. On the speed sensors in Redbourne, the Redbourne Road looking very heavy at the moment as you approach the St Albans Road and head towards Harpenden. We haven't got any problems of uh, reports of problems there at the moment, but it does look quite busy just before the junction. In Milton Keynes, we've got some roadworks to watch out for. On Standing Way at the Kingston Roundabout, there are some roadworks, so do expect delays there, especially at peak times. Public transport all looking good with no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. It's at 6.16. It's Friday. Yes, the 27th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Councillors in Luton are to consider a police request for a dispersal order to combat antisocial behaviour in the town. The order for Wigmore and Round Green is expected to be approved. 
An MP who used to work at Stoke Mandeville Hospital says alarm bells should have rung many years ago about Jimmy Savile. And expectant mothers in Buckinghamshire are to be tested for carbon monoxide poisoning in a bid to make them quit smoking. We'll have more on that with uh, Justin in a little bit. 08459 455 555. Three Counties Radio. Just, can I just play you a clip? We're going to play the full package later on in the show. But Justin Dealey went out and spoke to some mums who smoked when they were pregnant. This is one of them. Have a listen to this. Yeah, but it's a lot harder to actually give up and it causes more stress on the baby then as well. So it's better to actually just carry on smoking through it. And that's what the doctor says as well. Your doctor said that to you? Yes, it's a lot easier to carry on smoking while you're pregnant because the withdrawal symptoms are not good for the baby. Yeah, that's right. The doctor told her she was smoking for two your thoughts, please. 08459 four double five five double five. Spencer Davis group. You don't get groups named after a person these days. The Glenn Miller Band. No. The Spencer Davis group. The Jimi Hendrix Experience. No, it's all Little Mix and Boys Aloud and all that. Yeah, it's all that kind of nonsense. And I kind of miss the ego that would inspire you to go. So, what's guys? What's the band called? I'm calling it after me. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to call it the Ian Lee All Stars. 
But why? What about? Ah, forget it. Forget you guys. It's all about me. Why? I, I miss that kind of ego in music. Bring I try it to think, back. Are there any? What's the most? Um, can we find a more recent example than the Jimi Hendrix experience that was about 1968? Is there a more recent... Huey Lewis and the News? Oh, ladies oh yes. and gentlemen, he's taking us right up to the 1980s. Thank you, Shaggy. Yeah. You're right, Huey Lewis. Right. And, OK, so what, what, what was that, about 89? They would have probably yeah. kind of peaked and ended. Can we find a more recent group than uh, Huey Lewis and the... Oh, oh Shaggy's well, in! Well, I'm not sure it counts. The cause, because they're all the cause. No, 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 Phil Collins? <laughs> oh, for goodness sakes. 08459 455 555. Can we find a, a, a more recent arrogant rock star than Huey Lewis? I can say that because he's one of the nicest. My Huey Lewis story, very quickly. Interview Huey Lewis. What a delightful gentleman. Good. What a delightful gentleman. And uh, my best friend um, was staying, my best friend Simon was staying with me at the time I was interviewing Huey Lewis, right? Um, and uh, he said, Oh, you're interviewing Huey Lewis? I said, Yeah. He said, Oh, my brother in law is getting married next year. Their favourite um, uh, singer is Huey Lewis. Their first dance is going to be the Huey, uh, Huey Lewis song. I don't know. I don't really know Huey Happy Lewis. to be stuck with you? No, I don't think it was that. What was the what was Power of Love? Did he do a Power of Love? A bit fast, though, unless they were doing yeah. a anyway, routine. Anyway, he, he said their first, their opening song, their opening, what do they call it, first dance is going to be Huey Lewis. Their opening dance. <laughs> is there any chance, you reckon, if I came down to the interview, that he'd sign like a little card for them? Leave it with me. So we're doing the interview. Simon's there. I'm pretending he's my assistant. And I said, right, Huey, before... And Huey was lovely. Before we go, would you mind signing this card for, for my friends? It's their wedding and it's... Their, yeah, fine. We'd love to. Huey, is there any chance that you, we could uh, record you and film you doing a little dedication to them and stuff? And so we filmed him announcing, saying, well done, Steve and Karen. Congratulations on getting married. I believe you've got quite a good taste in music. Well, here's your first dance. It's me and whatever the song was. So we gave them the card, like, immediately after. Like, oh, wow, we got a wedding card from Huey Lewis. And didn't tell them about the dedication until the first dance. So they're getting ready for the first dance. And someone went, just got to say, uh, we've got a special message from someone. And then the projector comes, the screen comes up, Huey Lewis announces their first... Isn't that cool? That's really special. Huey, if you've ever had Huey Lewis uh, announce your first dance at a wedding, 08459 455 555. It's kind of a narrow phone in there. We'll, we'll, we'll find a way to expand it out slightly. Now, <coughs> excuse me, NHS Buckinghamshire, stepping up efforts to get pregnant women to stop smoking by breathalysing them for carbon monoxide. The majority of tests will be administered by midwives at the initial booking appointment, although they'll also happen in antenatal appointments at Stoke Mandeville and Wickham Hospital. The idea is to identify people who could quit with the right help and support from Buck's smoking cessation. David Atherton is from the pro-smokers group Freedom to Choose. Morning, David. Good morning, Ian. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Have a little cough. Sound a bit smoky this morning? <laughs> well, I've I, I just made myself feel, feel a bit happy by thinking that you and your researcher got up a little bit... Oh, man alive. Isn't this a ridiculous time of the morning? Well, not really. You know, it's, you know it's a, we live in a 24-7 society, don't we? So, uh... David, how many fags have you smoked this morning? Oh, I had two. Really? Oh, I used to be a smoker. I'm, I'm glad I don't. What do you think about these tests for pregnant mums oh, to be? Oh, blimey, isn't it ridiculous? You know, this is, this is just bullying and denormalisation, isn't it? Um, you, 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 do, do you know why they brought in these smoking tests for carbon monoxide? Go on. Because pregnant women, women were telling fibs about their smoking status. Yeah. It's naughty smoking during pregnancy. No it's more than naughty. It's dangerous. Uh, well, I've actually done some research on this oh, yeah. over, over, over the last, uh, over the last uh, week or so. Go on. Apparently it's not true. What? 
It's, n- it's not true. Smoking's not bad for the baby inside your, your tummy? It's not, because um, you very, you, you, you less, if, if, uh, if, if a mother smokes through pregnancy, she's less likely to have a premature baby. Oh. And also less likely to uh, have a caesarean. It's much more likely to be a natural birth. And also one of the great... Um, Luckily, the baby will be nice and small as well, so it'll just pop out. Uh, the difference between smoking and unsmoking babies is four ounces. It's, it's, there's hardly any difference. David, you're not... Come on now. You're not seriously trying to put forward the idea that not only is smoking during pregnancy not bad for the baby, it might also be good for everybody concerned. Uh, I'm not. Well, I'm not suggesting that. Well, the, the evidence suggests it's not. And also, the other thing I didn't didn't get a chance to, to mention in was um, uh, also uh, smoking. Uh, uh, pregnant smoking women also have a um, have far far um, have a greater reduction in preeclampsia. It's a stress oriented. Um, uh, illness that uh, affects a lot of women, uh, and uh, and the stress can, can actually affect the baby. And actually, smoking women actually sincerely and generally have less preeclampsia than uh, the non-smoking non-smoking uh, women. So yeah. you think you must think these tests then are, 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 are I don't want to use the word fascist, but I'm going to quite fascist in their approach in the, of trying to make women feel guilty. It's certainly authoritarian, yeah. because cause, because one, once like, once they discover that uh, that the, the pregnant woman is a smoker. Um, they, they're going to sort of bully them, and you know, and, and you know, cajole them into giving up smoking, and uh, and lecturing on 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 the, on, the, on the supposed harms of passive smoking. You know, it's, it really is a little. It does sort of re, does sort of, you know have a little hint of all well about it, doesn't it? What about the the evidence that um, smoking during pregnancy can cause the placenta to separate from the womb too too early, causing bleeding? Uh, well, certainly, I, I don't know about that. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, but I imagine that's probably quite a rare event. I'll, 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 check, I'll check my numbers. Women who smoke bit. during pregnancy more likely than other women to have a miscarriage. Um, the, well, the, certainly from certainly from what I read, there, there was no there was no problems about miscarriage. Smoking during pregnancy can cause a baby to be born too early or have low birth weight. Smoking during and after oh. pregnancy is a risk factor for sudden infant death syndrome. Babies oh. born to women who smoke are more glad likely to have you, certain birth, de- birth glad defects. Glad you mentioned sudden in, in, in infant death syndrome. Uh, or cot death, as I think, as, as most people generally tend to know it. Um, they re- two years ago, they actually discovered what the real reason for, for uh, cot deaths are, and it is nothing to do with smoking. It is a lack of serotonin going to the brain. They've, they've proved that definitely, have yeah, they? Yeah, they have, yeah. That's the evidence. Yeah, you know, you know unfortunately, you know, because, because smoking is, sort of be, is viewed to be such an evil these days, you know, the, the truth is really is getting in the way of the facts at the moment. And, you know, it really is, it really is quite bad you... of, of, of health professionals um, to you know, basically tell lies. If you stop smoking... Your baby is less likely to be born too early and have to face the additional breathing, feeding and health problems that go with being premature. Uh, not at all. Um, my, my research actually suggested that, uh, um, that, uh, that uh, pregnant women were less likely to have premature babies. Uh, you know, this, this is sort of some spinmeister who sat down and think, let, let, let's, let's write down a list of things that pregnant women do. Let's not, let's not bother whether it's true or not. Where did where did you get your evidence from? Because I'm I'm getting mine from the NHS uh, website. Uh, I got I got I got mine from a uh, 
from a website over in America. Uh, there was a pro, pro smoking website? No, it wasn't a pro. No, it wasn't a pro smoking website at all whatsoever. It was, uh, what happened was this guy was asked by a private health insurance company over in America. Um, when it came sort of to charging pregnant women, uh, smoking and unsmoking pregnant women, um, their premiums, whether there was any difference in, in treating pre- uh, women who smoke during pregnancy, and I've obviously looked into all the all the various different um, uh, different illnesses, and uh, and found none. Um, but unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, um, he was. Uh, uh, he, was, he, was, he was thanked and paid, and that was the end of it. Increased risk of cleft lip and cleft palate. Uh, they, they, they are genetic. Uh, they're, they're genetic. So smoking doesn't but increase the risk? Well, that certainly, well, my, my, certainly my, my, my educated guess, probably not. Well, hang on, now, David, you're doing really well. And I'm enjoying this, by the way, so thank cool. you. You're doing really well until you said my educated guess. And that's the oh, thing, isn't it? Cleft palate is, because I, I, I'll, I'll look that up again. Because Have a look. A, cle- a cleft palate is nothing, it, it, you know, it's, it's genetic, isn't it? It's a physical deformity. Yeah. It's nothing but to do c- with smoking. Well, it, it, as your educated guess suggests, but several websites would say otherwise. But And, and that's the thing, isn't it, David? There, there are two conf- conflicting points of view. You found evidence to back your point, I've found evidence to back the contrary. And I guess when we're talking about the health of babies, yeah. it's not worth the risk, is it? If there is some doubt, if there is some debate that something may be bad for your unborn baby, then surely it's better to err on the side of caution, isn't it? Uh, in, I, I can, see, I can see, see the point you're making to a certain extent. But the point is, is that the, the, these risks, either with some, some, some are mythic, mythical, some are not, are so small that they're, they're, they're hardly worth mentioning. David, listen, I enjoyed this this morning. Will, will you come back again next time we have a little smoking story? Ian, yeah, no, I've, 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 I've done about ten radio interviews this week on smoking, so always happy to come back in. David, thank you very much indeed. David Atherton from the pro-smokers group Freedom to Choose. Sometimes you get pro-smokers who uh, are quite, um, quite miserable. I enjoyed that. He was sparky, and hopefully he'll be sparking one up now. Well, you've heard David's point of view. Maybe you agree with him. Maybe you think, oh, come on, there's no real evidence to suggest that smoking... We know smoking is bad for us, Okay, We know that, don't we? And when you're pregnant, the baby is uh, is breathing your oxygen, it's eating your food, it's it's, uh, having your blood run through its body. So any negative impact you have on your body will be passing to the baby, won't it? 08459 455555... Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Enfield, the A10 London bound, looking a little busy just after the M25 junction. Also in Berkhamsted, we've got some roadworks to watch out for on the A41. This is as you head towards Aylesbury between the Chesham Turnoff and Tring. A lane is closed. Public transport all looking good with no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Smoking when you're pregnant. Also coming up... (sighs) Flares and postmen. I'll explain all in a minute. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Councillors in Luton are to consider a police request for a dispersal order to combat antisocial behaviour in the town. The order for Wigmore and Round Green is expected to be approved. An MP who used to work at Stoke Mandeville Hospital says alarm bells should have rung many years ago about Jimmy Savile. The hospital won't publish its report into Savile's activities there until later this year. And expectant mothers in Buckinghamshire are to be tested for carbon monoxide poisoning in a bid to make them quit smoking. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool say they will study FIFA's full report before commenting on the ban for striker Luis Suarez. The Uruguayan FA are appealing against the nine-match international ban and four-month ban from football for biting. The former Liverpool captain Alan Hansen says the ban is not excessive. I think it's a middle ground. I think it's fair. Obviously, the worrying thing... For any Liverpool supporters, there was very little or no provocation this time, the same as Ivanovic. And will he do it again, you know? And for a Liverpool perspective, I think they've got to draw a line under this and say one more indiscretion and it's all over. The World Cup group matches were completed last night. Germany beat the USA 1-0 to win their group, but the Americans also went through. Belgium made it three wins out of three, beating South Korea 1-0. And Algeria are through for the first time. Watford's Asaid Belkalem helped them to a one-all draw with Fabio Capello's Russia. So in the last 16, Germany will play Algeria. Belgium face the USA. And there are no World Cup matches today. At Wimbledon yesterday, wins for Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer, but Britain's Heather Watson went out. Andy Murray is back in action today in the last 32. He's third on centre court at around five o'clock against the Spanish 27th seed Roberto Bautista Agu. When you start uh, your matches you always have something, uh, some feelings inside but uh, I feel well, I feel confident to to play good and I'm going to try to to play my my best tennis. Bradley Wiggins has confirmed to the BBC he hasn't been selected by Team Sky to compete in the Tour de France and six-time Olympic champion Usain Bolt has announced he is available to compete at next month's Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. Bolt says he's unlikely to take part in an individual event, but could run in the relay. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. That's the phone number. Use it. Use it while you still can. Catherine Boyle has joined me in my studio. First things first. Yes. Tomorrow at five o'clock, I will be chilling in my dressing room at Elstree Studios, home of, well, judging by the posters on the wall. Home some, of blocked drains. Well, home of blocked drains and, and home of some really, really rubbish films. Oh, really? There's a great picture of um, Indiana Jones um, uh, whipping a Cortina. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably asking for it. Uh, but the re- it turns out they've made a lot of rubbish films. Well, such as Anaconda, Congo. No, nothing as good as that. Uh, the uh, Confessions of a Window Cleaner. Oh, um, young Sherlock Holmes. I like that. Oh, for goodness sakes. Um, oh, that Bill Murray film that's unwatchable. Uh, the Man Who Knew Too Little. Oh, I haven't seen Terrible that. Terrible film. Anyway, so I'll be there tomorrow at five o'clock. Um, with full Tut- access. Tutting at posters. Tutting at posters. With full access to the internet. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I will be um, using their uh, Wi-Fi to download movies. Uh, which means I won't be able to listen online because I'll be clogging up my, my broadband. Uh, I won't have to listen online to you doing a radio show at five o'clock. That's a shame. On BBC Three Counties Radio. That's a shame, because I don't do much talking in it. It's just mu- music. Oh. oh, you don't do much talking? Not very much, no. Apart from, I like this song. I really like this song. This is good. Is there a way of just getting the music without any of the talking? Um, 
yeah, turn it down in between. It's only about 30 seconds. Press pause on the, while you're recording it onto cassette. Yeah. And then when the music starts, hit that pause button again and then you can listen to it. Yeah, you could do that. If anybody could... T- so tomorrow at five, Catherine's on three counties. If anyone could tape the show on a cassette, um, at, but, but pause her bits out and then send it to me, that would be primo. That'd be wicked. It'd be awesome. Thanks for your support, mate. So I went to the post office yesterday... Did you? ...to pay... Um, some money. My sister, my niece and nephew had sent me, and I've not, I've not opened any of my birthday presents yet. It's glamorous times, this. Glamorous Sent times. me, um, they've made these little bracelets that are very in at the moment. Yeah. Your girls are probably Loom bands. Yeah. Yeah, they can't do it, I do them. Okay, right. So I've got sent some of those for my birthday. Oh, wicked. What colour? Well, I don't know, I've not opened it. Oh. But I had to go to the post office and I had to pay £1.11. She'd under-stamped it. Anyway, I'm at the post office paying for my birthday present. And I noticed the postman has got like a hospital sort of bracelet on, a a plastic hospital band on it. I thought I'd have a little look at this. I tried to take a picture, I couldn't, without him noticing. What are you doing? Nothing. You taking a picture of my eye? No. And it said, I have gas in my eye. Do not give me any nitrous oxide for three months. What the hell does that mean? I have gas. Shaggy, you, you've got medical training, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Do- Dr. Shaggy. Dr. Shaggy. Yep. Uh, he, he had a, a, a hospital band on that said, I have gas in my eye. Yeah. Do not give me nitrous oxide for three months. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. What the flip? How- it's laughing gas. It's laughing nitrous oxide, isn't it? That, that's hippie crack, isn't it? Um, it's, it's also yeah. administered by healthcare professionals. Wowzers. Those healthcare professionals get all the best stuff. Um, but but what do you mean he's got? What does that mean? He's got gas in his eye. Well, that I have no idea. Gas in his eye. I need. If there are any doctors listening, for all that is holy, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Gas in his eye. Sounds nasty. Second thing I need to talk to you about. Yeah. Uh, and we'll do your lawnmower. I'm glad you ran that past me, by the way. <clears throat> okay, you're, you're very very welcome. Yeah, go on. Go uh, on. How, what, what's gas in the eye, and why would that prevent anyone from having hippie crack? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Um, so yesterday, I bought a new pair of Levi's. Okay. Bought some Levi's. You're wearing them now? Wearing them now. Stand up. Well, in a second. New Levi's. They were reduced from £75 to £60. Let's have a look why. 34 waist, 34 leg. Okay. I've lost a bit of weight. Can easily snugly fit into the 34. Before, I used to have to stretch them a bit. <laughs> Boot cut. Oh, right, yeah. Ah. This is why the reduction. Boot cut. Now, I used to wear boot cut when I was a younger man, and boot cut meant it was straight, 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 little boot cut. Slight flare. Straight, 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 little boot cut. These are flares. Show me. I am wearing... Oh, I am wearing flares. Look. Wow, hang on a minute. I'm wearing flares. Look, I'm going to walk. How did I miss this? Look, these are flares. These are flares. <laughs> I'm wearing flares. And the thing is, now you're laughing, so I know these are flares. I'm only laughing because... Um, You've just yeah. That, that, I mean, there's no denying there's a there's a certain that's sweet. Not a boot, that's not a boot cut. That's a flare because a boot cut would be straight, 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 straight. Oh, boot slight. Yeah. That's a flare. You've I'm got, wearing a flare. You're about one inch shy of a boot cut there. What? So, what's my legal position? Um, I think you got them reduced, and there was a reason. Flipping heck. But they're nice. I think they're. Then I mean, I wear massive flares sometimes. Right. You're only saying that because you know that I have thrown away clothing before because no. you've criticised me harshly. You've got that look. You've got that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little like a Muppet. No, 
I can't no. believe I'm turning to Shaggy for fashion advice. This, this, this is what a boot cut looks like. I'm wearing a boot that's cut. That's a boot cut! That's a boot cut. That's not a flare, that's a boot cut! Exactly. Straight, 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 boot cut! Yeah. This is wide, 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 wide! <laughs> what the hell do I do? Well, you're just going to have to style it out. Well, the thing, I can't style it out. And the thing is, every time I'm, I'm walking, I'm looking down at my legs going, oh, I've got flares on. 1972. <laughs> Oh, I like them. I think you've got to go with it. Platforms, big well, hair, oh, the whole geez. lot. Yeah, look like you're doing it on purpose. Yeah. Oh, man, I've wasted 60 quid. No, no, I like them. Trousers. I like them. I seriously like I'm them. going to be wearing these trousers tomorrow night on Channel 5 on Big Brother. I will Ooh. be... I will be we- <laughs> Whoa! Oh, Catherine, you know that you know that I'm going to go home and cut myself metaphorically <laughs> now, don't you? No. I'm going to be wearing these on Channel 5 tomorrow night. I would love, I would love some feedback from you guys. <laughs> He mostly wants comps. I don't. I want honest feedback, not too honest. I'll block you on Twitter. I've made a terrible. You look slim in them. Oh, that's the good thing. That you know, the bottom makes it taper up to your slim, slinky hips. We need to get a picture of these on Facebook. Yeah. Right. We'll we'll, we'll play records. We'll get a picture of these on Facebook. Uh, Am I in trouble? Oh no! Now you're you're laughing, leaning forward, and scratching your eye. Let's have this. Hi there. Nice to be with you. Happy you could stick around. Like to introduce Legs Larry Smith. Drums. And Sam Spoon's rhythm pole. And Vern Dudley Bohay Noel bass guitar. And Neil Innes piano. Come in, Rodney Slater on the saxophone. With Roger Ruskin Spear on tenor sax. Hi, Vivian Stanchel, trumpet. Big hello to Big John Wayne, xylophone. And Robert Morley, guitar. Billy Butlin, spoons. And looking very relaxed, Adolf Hitler on vibes. Nice. Princess Anne on sousaphone. Introducing Liberace clarinet. With Donna Ted Armstrong on vocals. Lord Snooty and his pals tap dancing. In the groove with Harold Wilson violin. And Franklin McCormack on harmonica. Over there, Eric Clapton, ukulele. Hi, Eric. On my left, Sir Kenneth Park, bass sax. Great honor, sir. Especially flown in for us, a Sessions Gorilla on Boxiumara. Nice to see Incredible Shrinking Man on Euphonium. Drop out with Peter Scott on Duck Call. Hearing from you later, Casanova on Horn. Yeah, digging General De Gaulle on accordion. Really wild, General. Thank you, sir. Roy Rogers on trigger. Tune in Wild Man of Borneo on bongos. Count Basie Orchestra on triangle. Thank you. Great to hear the Rawlinsons on trombone. Back from his recent operation, Dan Drop, hot. And representing the flower people, Quasimodo on bells. Wonderful to hear Brainiac on banjo. We welcome Baldunican as himself. Very appealing, Max Jaffer. Mmm, that's nice, Max. 
What a team, Zebra Kit and Horace Bachelor on percussion. The great favorite and the wonderful performer are all of us here, Jay Arthur Rank on Gong. Isn't that one of the best pieces of music ever? Um, it's mental. Maxine's called in. Maxine, good morning. Morning. Morning, Maxine. What, what, have, you, what have you got for us? I just wanted to talk about your trousers, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm in a terrible situation. I'm in a pickle here. Yeah. Um, well, I suggest that you get a seamstress oh. to change them for you. I've done that many a time. But seamstress can change... But these are Levi's. These are proper jeans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if the if the as they say they are, like, really good at it. How much does a seamstress cost these days? I, I've not used one since the 18th century. <laughs> uh, I don't know, because I do it myself. Yeah, I but. can tack them for you. I don't, yeah. I don't want you doing there a mum tack. I don't want Catherine doing a mum tack. <laughs> I've got some of the iron-on stuff. I just put a seam in it. Oh, no. <laughs> we, we're going to... We're gonna, oh, no. I, 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 a massive seam. I've, I've just basically wasted 60 quid, haven't I, Maxine? I'm going to check you out tomorrow and I'll let you know on oh, that one. Thank you very much. Uh, is, is this, this isn't Maxine that fancies me, is it? Maxine? Well, well uh, uh, do I? I don't know, do you? <laughs> well, yeah, you're not bad, actually. Maxine, thank you very much indeed. That's all I need. Wow. All I need. this is just a cunning plan, isn't it, to get ladies to look at your trousers? <laughs> Uh, Scott has tweeted, I've done that exact same thing, bought boot cut as they were reduced, convinced myself they were nice, got home, swear word, Never worn them. And he's a very fashionable man about town. <sighs> <laughs> I, mean, I just keep looking. I mean, I'm going to wear them because I've spent H- 60 quid. Put your shirt up a minute just so I can see the waist. I'm not hiking my shirt. I just want to see. What's wrong with my waist? No, they fit nice around there. They fit nice. You could go a bit smaller, I think. I couldn't go smaller than 34. Well, I don't know. They look a bit baggy. <laughs> what? No, they don't. Uh, that's because I'm not eating for two days. They're, they're normally, I'm, you know, I hover. You're wasting away. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Uh, uh, lawnmower dilemmas coming up in a bit. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton, the A505 looking busy as you head away from the M1 Junction 11 to the centre of town at the moment. Also in Markgate, heading towards Redbourne on the A5, things heavy going after the Luton Road. In Enfield on the sensors, the A10 London bound, slow going after the M25 Junction. Public transport all looking good at the moment with no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice... Yes. Right, so I, I bought these jeans. Yep. Right, and they said they were boot cut. Now, I yeah. know boot cut. That's straight, 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 straight little boot cut. These are straight, getting bigger, getting bigger, getting bigger. Flare. These are flares. Nice. Now, you're young and fashionable. Well, you're I'm young. Incredibly young and fashionable. And you probably know fashionable people. Mm-hmm. Can I, I'm gonna tw- can I tweet you a picture of these? Yeah, I'll evaluate it. W- would, you, would you do that, Alice? Because I don't trust oh, yeah. any of the heads here. We got, I we got, really uh, we got uh, the old Mother Hubbard to the right. Charming. We, <laughs> we, we've got um, Shaggy in the other room. Yeah. So it, I, I need, I need the advice from you. You need a more broad panel. Yeah, I need a. Bro- have you got a broad panel? <laughs> 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 Alice, I'll speak to you in a bit. Thank you. 
broad-panelled Alice there. 6.47, it's Friday the 27th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Councillors in Luton are to consider a police request for a dispersal order to combat antisocial behaviour in the town. The order for Wigmore and Round Green is expected to be approved. An MP who used to work at Stoke Mandeville Hospital says alarm bells should have rung many years ago about Jimmy Savile. And expectant mothers in Buckinghamshire are to be tested for carbon monoxide poisoning in a bid to make them quit smoking. 08459 455 555. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much indeed. We're talking about some really heavy showers across the three counties through the day today. It's dry at the moment and actually we've got a bit of brightness coming through but already some showers knocking on the door in the wake of the overnight showers that we had. We've got some in Berkshire just about to uh, spread their way into Buckinghamshire and then actually as we go through the day today uh, you need to cater for some really torrential downpours. The Met Office has issued a weather warning for these showers uh, because they will be torrential and thundery at times as well. Uh, Right the way through this uh, warning from now until nine o'clock tomorrow evening there will be dry spells within that time period but i think uh, start to cater for them from now uh, certainly with us by the latter part of the morning early part of the afternoon and continuing to feed towards us through the afternoon but some dry and bright interludes as well uh, through the night tonight we largely dry out and uh, by tomorrow morning we're dry but again further showers to head towards us as we go through the day tomorrow more of course on the website If you love music, you'll love Weekends here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every Saturday, Justin Dealey plays the forgotten tracks and your musical memories. Ooh, I hear in the rain. There's two hours of rock and roll heaven with Bernie Keith. She's your vile looking man. She's something else. BBC Introducing brings you local unsigned acts. You cut your teeth on the lack of uncertainty. There's a rhythm in your heart. And the late so Paul Barnes plays fabulous tunes to ease you into Sunday morning. The continental Love music. Love Saturdays on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm never wearing these after tomorrow. You're such a drama queen. You hate them. They're just jeans. They're flares. They're not really. <coughs> they look very nice. Have you got the... We'll, we'll put the picture on Facebook. The picture's just gone, gone up on Facebook. Is it on Facebook? Let me yeah. see what they look like on... A couple uh, of comments already. Let me have a look see what they look like on are they comments? Are the comments saying, get a grip, they're fine? No, they're actually... Oh, you know, no. Yeah. Oh, they're so indulging he will, this. He will throw it away. Uh, let's have a little look. We've got two comments. Let's see what they say. Oh, Claire says boot cut definitely. Then Mark says bell bottoms. See, I was wearing them in the... Go with cha- Claire. Go with I was Claire. Working, wearing them in the change room and I thought, that's well, a nice little... I look like I look like. Do you know what I thought? I thought I look like Davy Jones um, from the Monkees when he's singing. She hangs out. And he's got a nice little, just a little little boot cut there. A little kick flare. And then I put them on this morning. I thought, oh no. no they're fine. I had um, I had cl- uh, the shopping goggles on, and I thought they looked good, and they didn't look. I, this is why I hate. But are you like this? I'd imagine you are, uh, Jackie, because you're, you're not a very fashionable gentleman. Sorry. Do you hate? Do you... I thought I'm looking pretty fashionable today. You're wearing a thick jumper. It's yeah. the middle of summer. It's really cold in here. No, it, it's not. Do you? Get, I get um, clothes anxiety. I hate buying clothes. It took me a year. It took me a year to buy a new belt. <laughs> and now I've lost it now. I've lost the new belt. It took me a year. Okay. I didn't know how you bought a belt. 
Okay, I, I mean, I know how to buy a belt, but... Well, do, do you, though? Because when you, when you try... This is true. God, I'm revealing way too much of myself. This is true. When I buy a belt, obviously, you, you've got to sort of put it around your waist to try yeah. it. But you've got a belt on. You've got to take that first belt off in the middle of Gap and then put a new belt round. You look like a shoplifter. I don't always Don't like you know whether you're a small, medium or large? Is... No, I don't. And also, they don't... They're not always accurate. They're not always accurate. They're not always accurate. They're not. I'll tell you what. I, Here we I, go. I Gosh. bought a pair of 34 waist, waisted uh, shorts the other day. Yeah. I wasn't very happy yeah. because I should be a 32. Um, I think, although it's going the opposite way, so it doesn't really work. But you know how some shops make yeah. sizes they They, they, uh, they mess around with your sizes yeah. to make you uh, eat less. I think they're doing that with men's sizes now It all depends well. on where the material is in the pile, the cut. So Wait, anyway, it, anyway... You just got me to show you my pile. <laughs> she did. And, and I just wanted to see how they fit you overall. Um, let's do... Shirt hanging out like a scruff bag. Oh, for goodness sakes. Let's do BBC Introducing and then I might let you talk. I might talk. Are you going to be rude to me during this record as well? If you're lucky. Shaggy, Kelly normally does the introducing, so would you like to introduce it? Uh, OK, yeah. Um, hang on. Uh, so, uh, yeah, BBC Introducing is a show here on BBC Three Counties Don't Radio. read it. Don't read it. Perform it. OK. It supports uh, unsigned, uncharted. Yeah, performing doesn't mean just waving your arms around. It means putting some passion. This is this is broken boats, right? Yeah. This is their big. This is their big break. They've been played on all the other rubbish shows that we have here at Three yeah. Counties Radio. This is their chance to come on the show that's actually got an audience. Their mum's listening. Their mum is listening. Their gran, if they're still with us, is listening. Yeah, they've had the warm up of Roberto and JVS and Nick. This is this is it this now. Is this it. is Friday. This is this is broken boats' big chance. So, so come on, Ben, sell it. Here's Broken Boats. Oh, oh dear. on Monday I met you in the park to clear your mind And we sat there like two airplanes on a runway With heavy shoes and a longing for the sky And like a tragic book I read the book emblazoned on your face My clock's just ticking circles How the years just go to waste Minor beats and small defeats of life Dry season's coming, oh it's coming, what you need, what you need's an open mind all the time, I've been thinking, yeah, just thinking, to be truly come alive. Break up one day And I couldn't help 
myself but hope that day will soon Because love's a rope to hang your hopes like some almighty weight It's a childhood hold a wisdom bone A bond that's bound to break It's a minor beat, small defeat of life It's a minor beat, small defeat of life In the dry Season's coming, oh it's coming, what you need Is to keep your options wide all the time I've been thinking, yeah, just thinking In defeat, you truly come alive I'm alive I'm alive I'm alive I enjoyed the Hammond organ and I enjoyed the trumpets. I like the postman pat bass line. Boom, jump, boom, jump, boom, jump. A small defeat by Broken Boat from St Albans. Well, St Albans really is the uh, home of music. You've got two minutes to tell a story and I might interrupt you if, I, if uh, you bore me. Do the lawnmowers. Oh. Or do night, that. Last night my uh, neighbour cracked on <coughs> the lawnmower at, get this, quarter to nine at night. 8.45. What fresh hell is this, I cried as I leapt to the window. That's, oh, he's doing it again. That's insane. I, I, it's not just because we work ridiculous hours, uh, but I, I would say the cut-off point for, for law, so the switch-off point for lawn mowing, eight o'clock. You, uh, any yeah. later than eight o'clock, no good. And we had a little bit of a barney with Simon Oxley, actually, about the starting point. Yes. On a Sunday for hoovering your car. Yeah. I said, uh, he said someone had been doing it eight o'clock, I think, on a, on a Sunday. And I said that was inappropriate. I would suggest 8.30. And he gave that look. You know when someone says something that you disagree with strongly, but you want to be polite. Yeah. You, you know when he was like, mm, yeah. He had the face that looked like, uh, I'm glad I don't live next door to you. Uh, then, then a few minutes later, it was obviously bothering him a bit. A few minutes later, he went, actually, I think 10 o'clock is, is more acceptable. <sighs> and I said, can we compromise on nine? And he said, yes. So, let's do a phone-in called Suburban Cut-Offs. Suburban Cut-Offs. When, is, when do you start? When do you stop making noises on various days of the week? No, no one, no one should be mowing their lawn or doing noisy industrial work after 8 o'clock on a weeknight. No one should. No, that's the rule. That's the standard rule. Suburban Cut-Offs for phone calls, I would say probably about half seven. Unless it's an emergency. It better be important. Oh, I would never phone a, a household number uh, after s- half seven... Seven if they've got kids. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, you know, Nana's died or something. It's got to be important. And you know when that phone rings at half past nine at night, oh, who's dead? Something's who's, who's dead? Exactly. Who's had a car crash? And also releasing the children into the garden on a weekend. Yeah. Wouldn't do it before nine. Oh, I'd do it at eight, but they better, they better shut it. Yeah, if they Keep shout, it they're, down. Back in, they're back in. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. So, so far we've asked, why would a postman have gas in his eyes that would prevent him from indulging in nitrous oxide? To flare or to flare not... Uh, and, uh, Suburban cut-offs, call me now. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What's, what's the story you got in the paper? Britons love to go yeah, on holiday to the same spot each year. Sorry. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Chesant, the A10 starting to build up now as you head towards the M25. And the M25 itself started to look busy. The anti-clockwise carriageway, very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also quite heavy going between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. 
Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, 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 Alice, hey, Alice, hey, 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 Alice, you've seen the picture. It's on, the picture. it's on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. I've also tweeted it at Ian Lee. What do you reckon? Can I get away with these bad boys? They're pretty flared. Oh, man. On a scale of one to flared, they're quite high. Eey, and is that, the, is that the bad kind of flared mm. that... Ooh, have I wasted 60 quid? Ooh. Oh, nuts. <laughs> When, when Alice suggests you've wasted 60 quid, you have wasted 60, 60 quid. We're all on a budget these days. Ah, oh dear. When you were pregnant, did you smoke tabs? Give us a call and we'll speak after the news with Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. The headlines. Police request dispersal order in Luton. Pregnant women in Buckinghamshire to be tested for smoking and weather warning for Glastonbury. BBC Three Counties Radio. Councillors in Luton are to consider a police request for a dispersal order to combat antisocial behaviour in the town. The order for Wigmore and Round Green is expected to be approved on Monday. Residents say they're being made to feel like prisoners in their own homes following an escalation in antisocial behaviour. Some of the kids, they throwing out sausages and eggs to the shop uh, around the walls and glasses. I'm talking about the age of say 12 to 17, 18. You can get really rough ones. Expectant mothers in Buckinghamshire are to be tested for carbon monoxide poisoning in a bid to make them quit smoking. The tests will be carried out at Stoke Mandeville and Wickham hospitals as well as by community midwives. More from Tony Fisher. The NHS in Buckinghamshire says they want to identify pregnant women who smoke or are exposed to it so the right advice and support can be given. After testing, midwifery teams then refer the mothers to the Buck Stop Smoking Service. Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust says smoking in pregnancy poses serious health risks for unborn children, including cot death, miscarriage and stillbirth. Conservative MP Dr Philip Lee, who used to work at Stoke Mandeville Hospital, says alarm bells should have rung many years ago about Jimmy Savile. The Buckinghamshire Hospital won't publish its report into Savile's activities there until later this year. The BBC's health editor, Hugh Pym, says there's still much more information to be unearthed. Four hospitals haven't yet reported, including Stoke Mandeville, where there were several allegations of abuse by Jimmy Savile. The Department for Education is carrying out its own review into what happened at children's homes. The BBC, of course, still has a review underway. The head of counter-terrorism in Wales has denied that police forces have failed to stop British Muslims being radicalised. Assistant Chief Constable Nicky Holland was responding to an online video showing two men from Cardiff encouraging others to join them in Iraq and Syria. The first big acts will grace this year's Glastonbury Festival today, but there'll be disappointment for campers. The Met Office has issued a yellow warning alert for rain. More from Natalie Jameson. With a day of rain under its belt already, the Glastonbury Festival site is littered with those muddy puddles campers here have come to expect. Loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I love wearing wellies. Yes, wellies, ponchos, everything. You have to enjoy it anyway. So, no choice. So, it's part of the festival. 170,000 people are expected here. 50,000 of those are working staff. Elbow and Blondie play later with Robert Plant and Brian Ferry tomorrow. Ed Sheeran gets the honour of following Dolly Parton's show on the main pyramid stage on Sunday. In sport, 
Sport Liverpool say they will study FIFA's full report before commenting on the ban for striker Luis Suarez. The Uruguayan FA are appealing against the nine-match international ban and four-month ban from football for biting. The weather cloudy and wet this morning, heavy and thundery downpours this afternoon and into this evening. A maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. If I walk up and down the street, I'm, I'm often seeing people I know. Quiet country living in a really convenient location. And all this week, we're featuring Wellin and Digswell. It's a great village to live. You know, it's got a, a, a real family feel about it. It's all about where you live. People are proud to be in Wellin. It's, it's a nice place to live. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. What a busy show. What a busy show. Why on earth would a gentleman, a postman, wear a a, a bracelet that said, I have gas in my eye, do not give me nitrous oxide for three months? Can anybody explain that? We've tweeted a picture of my trousers. It's also on Facebook. Have I wasted 60 quid on a pair of flares? Never wearing these jeans again after tomorrow. That's a fact. Also, cut-off points. What's what's the phrase? Suburban cut-off. Suburban cut-off points. At what time can you start making noise and at what time should you stop making noise? Surely the the cut-off point for any outside noise has to be 8 o'clock, unless you're having a party. So how can my neighbour breach the cut-off point by some measure yesterday? Quarter to nine, firing up the lawnmower. Because he he is a bell-bottom, that's why. He's a bell-bottom. Other slightly more serious things we're talking about. Dispersal orders. Do you approve of them or do you think that they're... Well, they're they're, they're targeting and punishing innocent people. And also, have a listen to this. This is a mum speaking to Justin about smoking while she was pregnant. Yeah, but it's a lot harder to actually give up and it causes more stress on the baby then as well. So it's better to actually just carry on smoking through it and that's what the doctor says as well. Your doctor said that to you? Yes, it's a lot easier to carry on smoking while you're pregnant because the withdrawal symptoms are not good for the baby. Well, maybe you're shocked by that. Or maybe you think, yeah, now she makes a really good point, isn't it? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. <sighs> now, Luton Police are applying. Oh, by the way, we'll give Kelly Betts a call soon. See if we can wake her up. Uh, she's at Glastonbury. Glastonbury. Oh boy, did my heart um, do a little dance when I drove in this morning and saw it was cloudy, it was wet, and it looks like. Oh, there's a thunderstorm brewing. Oh, I know, I know. Luton police are applying for the power to impose a curfew in Wigmore and Round Green in response to a recent rise in antisocial behaviour. The Borough Council set to agree to the request for a dispersal order on Monday in a move that would seek to reassure people living and working in those particular areas. Well, I'm joined by Peter Nehrud, who is the former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police. What's your view of uh, dispersal orders, Peter? Well, I think in some circumstances... Uh, they can be quite effective, but it, they, they do need careful thought, which is one of the reasons why the local authorities involved and not just the police. Is there not a danger? I mean, the, 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 if I've got this right, this would mean the police could disperse groups of two or more people who they felt was co- were causing uh, problems. Is that right? 
yeah, broadly. I mean, it's a, it's about it's about antisocial behaviour in a, in, a, in in the place, and it's usually about uh, group, groups of uh, of young people and uh, ca- cause, causing a nuisance to, to local to local residents. Now, and that's the thing, isn't it? It, it? I guess it's the definition of nuisance because young people have always gathered outside shops or yeah. by bus stops or by the green. They've always done that for years. I did it. I'm, I'm guessing you possibly did. They've always done it. Some people might consider that gathering of four or five kids to be a nuisance when actually they, they're just hanging out. Yeah, I think if you've if you've if you've been a local resident in an area and you you've had you know twenty or thirty uh, young people uh, ca- causing I mean more than just congregating but causing a real nuisance over a long period of time, then you know the difference between four or five kids and, and, a, and a you know a group that are, that are, that, are, that need a dispersal order. Uh, is it is a dispersal order going to work? Because would, does it not just push the young people, you know, half a mile down the road or, or round the corner? Well, there, there was a quite a decent uh, evaluation of them by the Joseph Roundtree uh, Foundation uh, recently, uh, which suggested that if they're used properly and carefully and thoughtfully, that they can they can pr- provide some abatement to the problem. And I mean, essentially, this is a this is a classic of the of the summertime. Blues. It's you know. It's it, this is the the time of Glastonbury, Wimbledon, and also groups of youths because it's the weather's warm and the days are long. And try, trying to prevent that becoming uh, you know the the, the the main part of people's uh, people's summer and causing causing an endless nuisance. I think is really where the dispersal order gets. You say they need to be be handled uh, carefully and and uh, cleverly. How, how do we do that then? How, what do the police need to take in consideration, and how should they work it? Well, first of all, you know, if they're going to be handled properly, then they're going to be the product of a long-term approach to, to, the, to, to the problem. Because, I mean, these, the, the places, as you rightly said, the places where this, this, this happens are not unknown to anyone. So they, sh- they should be trying to get ahead of it and trying, and trying to avoid it getting to the point where a dispersal order needs to be, to, to be made. If it then needs to be made, there needs to be, again, as you identify, a plan to make sure that you're not just shifting the problem around the corner. Uh, you need to do some decent consultation, not just with the residents, but also with the parents of the of the of the kids who are who are causing the nuisance. To try and see if you can avoid it, and then you need a plan longer term to try and provide some alternatives to hanging around in that particular location, so that you're not just pushing people around an estate uh, to no better purpose. I guess sometimes though, the the, the parents don't give us stuff, do they? Well, that may well be the case, um, and but but. They, will, they get they get to take slightly more care when they're constantly being knocked, having the door knocked and and the police are asking them to do something with their kids and they're, and they're getting some pressure from from some of the other agencies because it's not just the police that need to uh, to play their part in solving this problem. Peter, I appreciate your time this morning. Peter Nayrud, former chief constable of Thames Valley Police. Your thoughts on dispersal orders, uh, please. I guess if you know there are little oiks causing problems. Um, you know, and we've heard stories of, of chucking eggs at and indeed in shops. Pensioners terrified. Uh, I get, when it comes to pensioners being terrified, that's down to perception sometimes, isn't it? Yes, if these kids are, are threatening them and being intimidating, well, that's obviously out of order. But if the pensioners are terrified just because it is five kids stood outside spa, they're not doing anything, but the pensioners are, are terrified, well, then... I'm going to... That's tough, isn't it? If, if the if the if the terror is your own perception, if you are a large ma- group of people, yeah, well then that's your problem. I get uncomfortable when I have to walk past a group of five, six kids. Get uncomfortable. Yeah, I Did- get uncomfortable when I've got to walk past a group of 
three or more men. Yeah, yeah. Again, go, but 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 that's your perception. Yeah. That's my perception of of, of fear and, and being uncomfortable. And there's, not to d- demean, um, uh, you know, the pensioners' fear, but. If it's perceived, you know, if it's, I'm really struggling to explain this. If they're making up themselves in their head and those kids are posing no threat, it's kind of tough, isn't it? You can't just get rid of the kids because of that. I would think, I would think that because we're talking about two specific areas, yeah. that, that it's more than that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes, you're probably right. And it's not to demean anybody who's, who's uh, suffered any kind of, you know, uh, abuse or anything like that in those areas at all. Please don't think that for a second. If you are in those areas, tell us what's going on. We'd like to hear from you. There we go. What are the areas again? Wigmore yep. and Round Green. OK, if you're, if you're from there and you are uh, uh, aware of troubles, or maybe, maybe you think it's all right. Maybe you don't know what the fuss is about. You're surprised to hear that this morning, that there are going to be dispersal orders maybe put in place. Maybe it's your kids that are knocking about and actually they're not doing anything other than not having anywhere to go because they're at that age where they're too young for the pub, too old for going to Cubs. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We've we've heard the uh, the middle class dilemma that Catherine is suffering of her neighbour who was cutting the grass. Did he start cutting the grass yeah. at a quarter to nine? Yeah, that's when he cranked it up. That I think that's out of order. I mean, you do work silly hours. You get up what half three, yep. something like that. Yep, and I do have children, and that's not he, he doesn't. And uh, there's no reason why he should be any more considerate towards my children than towards his elderly neighbour, one of whom is very ill upstairs, Ooh. spends a lot of time in bed. But you know. Quarter to nine. You could barely see the grass. Never mind, it's long. You think that? Okay. Well, what is? It? I think the cut-off point is uh, is eight o'clock for something like that. Jamie and Luton. What do you reckon? Uh, we got a local council guy who empties the bins outside the shops across the road from us at four a.m. Now, without obviously without naming any names, you say local council guy. He works for the council. Yeah. And he empties what his bin? No, the um, the shops. You know the bins they put outside the. Oh, the, okay. The normal shops. All right. So this is like the waste collection yeah. people. And, and, and uh, is it one of those noisy bins that's full of bottles and things like that? Yeah, well, he's obviously... There must be, like, a, a metal bin, because obviously you can hear him clinking, oh, clinking it on the floor every morning. Four o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I didn't think they started at that time, to be honest. How many days a week is this? Every day. Ay, ay, ay. Monday to Friday. Now, that, to me, that does sound... Rid- now, I understand that, that bin men, if it's one of those ones where they've got to get a big, you know, the big biffer bins on the back, you've kind of got to do it earlier than... than you've got to do it when the roads are a little bit clear, I would yeah. imagine, and there aren't that many people around. Four o'clock seems a little bit excessive, though, doesn't it? It is for me, but it's a good wake-up call, because I start work at half four, so, <laughs> so it, it gets work- me up. It works for you, but yeah. your missus and the people living next door... Have you spoken to the council about this? No... You're no. not one of those? No, no, no. What about He's just doing a job, really, isn't he? What about... You're very understanding, Jamie. I don't know if I would be so much. What about Catherine's neighbour starting mowing the lawn a quarter to nine? I'm glad I don't live next door to Catherine, to be honest. Jamie, thank you very much indeed. For, for many reasons. You'd also hear the clinking of empty bottles as well, far more often than you'd like to. 08459 455 555. I'm going to sneeze. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. <clears throat> I need to reset the clock. You right? What are you doing? I'm caught in my headphones. I'm just talking to Stephen Luton. I'll get him on in a minute. Oh, socialist Steve. Oh yeah. Is it socialist Steve? Well, he, he's come back with the with the gusto. Today. No, he hasn't. Socialist Steve, brother, St- comrade Steve will be joining us shortly, uh, which is always exciting to hear. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We will be talking about pregnant mum smoking in a bit. 
We've already heard from one expert, one, one, one expert, a guy that advocates smoking, and he says, whoa, 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 whoa. All this stuff about preeclampsia, all this stuff about cleft lips and cleft palates, all this stuff about the placenta mo- detaching from the wound causing bleeding, all this stuff about premature uh, um, births, all this stuff about cot deaths, all this stuff about babies being born small if you smoke is not true. It's terror. It's terrorising. We're going to hear from some more mums a little bit later on who smoked when they were pregnant, and they see no problem with it. What do you think? 08459 455 555. Quarter past seven. Let's get the uh, travel with... um... Oh, I've forgotten her name. Ah, it don't matter. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. On the speed sensors in Dunstable, the A5 Milton Keynes bound, busy going as you approach Halton Regis. Also in Chesant, the A10 very heavy as you approach the M25. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also struggling between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40, but generally a bit quieter than normal today. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop. Yeah, thanks, Alice. Thanks very much. And I want to work with you in a minute, Boily, as well. Cyberbullying is actually frowned upon, and you could be getting the sack for that from the BBC. You're the one what's war. You're... No, I didn't... Asterisks don't count. I didn't... Well, all right, yeah. Fair play. Morning, it's 7.16, it's BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Friday, oh yes, it's Friday the 27th of June and these are your headlines. Councillors in Luton are to consider a police request for a dispersal order to combat antisocial behaviour in the town. The order for Wigmore and Round Green is expected to be approved. If you live in the area, could you give us a call? 08459 455 555. Expectant mothers in Buckinghamshire are to be tested for carbon monoxide poisoning in a bid to make them quit smoking. More with Justin Dealey shortly. And an MP who used to work at Stoke Mandeville Hospital says alarm bells should have rung many years ago about Jimmy Savile. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. A beautiful old village with a real community spirit. And all this week we're featuring Wellin and Digswell. It's a bit like Trumpton, the way it was. Inviting everyone to where you live. You can get out into the countryside and go walking, cycling, whatever. There's plenty going on. You've got everything you're likely to want. Cafes, restaurants. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Quiet country living in a really convenient location. It really is a great little place to live. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks from BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Just, um, let's just have a cheeky look at the Facebook page, shall we? Where a picture of uh, my new jeans. I, I know. <clears throat> I bought some jeans. They're Levi's, right? I've only just started wearing Levi's. I bought some jeans. They're a boot cut. They were reduced from 75 quid to 60 quid. Bargain. Beautiful. I'll have it. I tried them on. I thought, yeah, these are all right. Got them home. All excited this morning. I was going to wear some new jeans. Put them on. <clears throat> and in the cold light of day. Ah, oh, flipping it. They're flares. They're flares. They're flares. 
We put them on Facebook. Now, we often put things on Facebook, um, your comments on roadworks, um, divvy councillors, um, your comments on, on, on big news stories. We might get 5, 10, 15 comments. So far, in 30 minutes, we've had 27 comments about my trousers. Mark says, they're, they're fine. I was expecting something the Bay City Rollers might have worn, but they're okay. Uh, nice to see the BBC concentrating on the important issues. Andy, this is important! Uh, the jeans in those shoes are vintage looking. Oh, as a teenager in the 60s, said Michael, I wore far worse than that. Maybe if you had fatter legs, you would fill the trousers better and a boot cut would be achieved. As it is, don't go out if it's windy. God knows where you'd end up. Flipping heck. Now, I want to speak to you, Catherine. You carry on doing what you're doing. You've got instructions to yes, follow. Yes, I'll be half listening as usual. Cyber, cyberbullying, there is no place for it. Oh, come on. But apart from the internet, obviously. That's the home of cyberbullying, of mm. course. Mm. You've just messaged me on Twitter. All right, Boots... <laughs> <laughs> Don't get your flares in a flap. Now. Well, it's because you were getting rude. Wasn't getting rude. Yeah, you were. Wasn't getting rude. Totally getting rude. All I said was P asterisk asterisks asterisks away. No, that's not what you said. I know, I'm just realising that maybe I've gone too far. Yeah, I think you have. Okay, fine. Thanks very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five. Apology accepted, by the way. There, there isn't one? Uh yeah. Okay, it, let me give you a verbal apology. A, a physical apology. Yep, I've had one. Thank you very much, Inel. I bet you have. 08459 Now, the um, line for, for our next uh, caller might not be so great. He's calling from Communist Russia. It's Red Steve. Morning, Steve. <laughs> Good morning, comrades. Good morning, comrades. Oh, do you really want me to follow up with that one? Because the complete opposite. You'll bar me if I say what I'm thinking. What, 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 hang on, what are you thinking? <laughs> it's to do with Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you got, you got your own theme tune now, comrade. From Russia with love, eh? I wouldn't mind one of them. Yeah, all of these, all of these years, I thought you were a racist, right wing bigot. What's wrong with looking after your own people? And it turns out... Is it a you, crime? It turns out you're lefter than Red Ken. Lefter <laughs> than Red Robbo. Yeah, right, whatever you want. The pinkos are under the bed. Anyway. Yes, yes, comrade. What would you like to say today about uh, the brotherhood? <laughs> Hang them all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go on, Steve. What do you want to say? Dispersal orders. Right, dispersal orders. I mean... I thought we lived in the free movement of society. If, children, if they haven't done, if they haven't broken the law, then no. why should you have dispersal orders? Oh, it's brother! Pathetic. Oh, brother! Yesterday, yesterday, you wanted to help the poor homeless. You wanted to home them, feed them, politics, clean them, educate yeah, them, yeah, and now you want to protect the rights of our children to gather in the streets. Stephen, <laughs> this right. is beautiful. How are we supposed to have riots if you got dispersal orders? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, thank you very much indeed. Yes, Catherine. What he actually said to me on the phone was, if I were to go and stand outside a shop and throw bricks, why should they stop me? <laughs> what a plum. like a lovely weekend. What a, Steve, lovely to have you on uh, the side of the Reds. Wonderful stuff. I was so, I'm was so so surprised by this change in philosophy from, uh, from Stephen at the moment. It's really great to see. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. 
if you want to give us a call. Now, here's something that... Uh, well, it might get you angry one way or t'other. Midwives in Buckinghamshire are encouraging pregnant women to stop smoking by breathalysing them. Most of the carbon monoxide tests will be administered during initial booking appointments, but they'll also be carried out at antenatal sessions at Stoke Mandeville and Wickham Hospital. The idea is to work out which mums-to-be could quit if they had the right help and support from Buck's Stop Smoking Service. Well, it's come too late for these mums who spoke to Justin and, well, you might be surprised by some of their attitudes. Uh, Aisha, how many children have you got? Six. Okay, now, did you smoke during pregnancy with, with any of those? I smoked with five of them, but not with the last one. And having the last one, he turned out to be the sickest. He went into NICU for breathing problems. None of the others had any problems whatsoever. With those five pregnancies, when you did smoke, did you feel guilty for doing so? In some ways, yeah, but it's a lot harder to actually give up and it causes more stress on the baby then as well. So it's better to actually just carry on smoking through it and that's what the doctor says as well. Your doctor said that to you? Yes, it's a lot easier to carry on smoking while you're pregnant because the withdrawal symptoms are not good for the baby. If you had another baby, would you smoke during pregnancy then? I'm not too sure. It depends because I don't know. With him, I gave up beforehand, but since stress levels afterwards, I've started again. So um, I could say, yeah, no doubt I would actually. Now, madam, again, you did smoke during pregnancy. When you were when you were doing that, did you feel guilty? Not really. I was a bit stressed, in it? So it's my business and no one else's, isn't it? Now, your daughter, how many children has she got? She's got four. She's got four yeah. children? Yeah. And how would you feel if she was smoking during pregnancy? Because that's your grandchildren we're talking about. Uh, she did smoke during... Not a lot. She doesn't really smoke a lot, but she did have the odd smoke. Yeah, but the kids have... Kids have like, no it didn't bother you? Not really. Why would it bother me when I smoke myself? I can't... Even if I told her not to do it, they're going to do it anyway, so... Yeah, let's have a word with your daughter. You want to say something there? Really. <laughs> yeah, like, you know if you smoke for a long period of time, when you're pregnant, it's hard to give up. So you have to, like, cut down gradually. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then, then that's when you stop. You can't just stop smoking just like that, but then you just cut down, don't smoke so much. Obviously, it's hard to just, bam, stop oh, yeah. smoking. So did you quit at all during those months when you were pregnant? Like, within the, it took me about four months, three, four months to stop smoking, mm. and it did kill me, mm. but... I think you sort of, like, put it to the back of your head and think, oh, it's OK. But then, you, obviously, yeah, you do think... Yeah, you do, but then you think, oh, one won't, won't hurt. Do you know what I mean? That's why I stopped in the end, because you do feel... Yeah, you do feel guilty. Just want to know, madam, you're here with your young child today and you're smoking. Um, when you were pregnant, did you continue to smoke then? Had one. <laughs> you had one? Yeah, a week. Felt sick. <laughs> yeah. So why did you do it? I Some women just smoke all the time, but I was just having one. So in the circle of friends that, that you've got them, when they were pregnant, did they continue smoking 20 a day? Did they make any effort at all to, to stop when they were pregnant? No. Yeah, they took drugs as well. What sort of drugs are we talking about? Weed. Yeah, I'm swallowing my coffee and... Uh, well, I'm not surprised. I've heard stories of, 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 of people doing far worse than that, but... um. Your thoughts, please. 08459 455 555. Listening to that is Jenny Ward from the Lullaby Trust, which provides support for bereaved families and warns of the dangers of smoking whilst pregnant. What do you think to those uh, voices we just heard, Jenny? 
Um, I think those are the types of women that um, really need the support to understand why it's so important to give up smoking when you're pregnant. Um, and the Lullaby Trust, we focus specifically on sudden infant death, so what people know as clot death. But I mean, there's loads of different things that um, smoking in pregnancy affects for the for the unborn baby. Uh, so that's you know, but we've got really strong, really strong advice and, and links that that smoking can have. We spoke earlier on to uh, David Atherton. He's from a, a pro smokers group, Freedom to Choose, and he was able to counter. Everything I put to him about um, the, the, the placentas detaching from the womb, bleeding, uh, premature births, uh, sudden in- infant death syndrome, he was able to counter and say that he'd found research that disproved all of that. So who, who are we supposed to believe? Um, I don't know what that research is. I don't think there's any researcher that we've ever come across or anybody in any health service that would say um, that smoking in pregnancy was not something that we would want to eradicate. Um, we, did, we still don't know the reason why babies die suddenly without a cause, but what we do know is that if you smoke in pregnancy, you're far more likely to have a baby that dies suddenly and unexpectedly. There's no doubt about that. It's, it's quite clear. It's comparing babies that died with babies that mm. don't die. We've, uh, we heard from some of the voices there, and I've also spoken to women before, who, who, who claim to have been told by their doctor not to give up smoking whilst they're pregnant as it would be too stressful. Uh, well, I've, I've heard researchers say that's absolutely not the case as well. And I think that, that part of bringing in carbon monoxide um, testing for all mothers now is, is to be able to um, offer them support in other ways. So it's not just a case of giving up smoking and, and you know, not having a cigarette and the stress of that. It's about using other types of support and medication to get through that so the withdrawal isn't that bad. But we know that... Uh, the actual physical thing of smoking a cigarette does reach the unborn baby and it does have, um, you know, really strong health health impact. Giving carbon monoxide um, tests to, to pregnant mums, it, it can be a stressful time anyway. Uh, it, it, could it not feel a little bit like bullying in some respects? I think it depends how it's done. And mm. I think if you've got a good midwife who's had good training and is there to explain to the mother that, we, you know, we're doing this to all mothers, it's not just about... Um, you know, singling you out and it's not about giving blame and giving you a lecture on you shouldn't be doing that. It's about explaining that actually you do have higher levels if that comes out and what we can do to support you um, and why it's really important that, that something is done. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's the importance of it. Uh, and, and what advice would you give to mums that, or mums-to-be that want to stop? How, how, can you, how can they be helped, do you think? I think you need to speak to your midwife. You need to um, look at what local stop smoking services are available and um, go and speak to them and I think they'll they'll talk through you and talk through your particular circumstances of what might be best for you but we know that if you get support you're far more likely to be successful in giving up. Um, in terms of SIDS we know that it's actually dose related so even you know, even if you think I'm never going to be able to give up, if you can cut back as well, you're you're still doing a, you know a great great thing for your for your baby. Jenny, I appreciate your time. Jenny Ward from the Lullaby Trust. Okay, I'm going to put my cards on the table. Here they come. I'm dealing them out now. If you smoke when you're pregnant, you're a bad parent. I, I genuinely believe that. I've kind of been sitting on the fence. Um, but uh, I, I just think it's terrible. What a terrible thing to do. Let's suppose, okay, well, th- there is evidence that proves it's bad for your ba- your baby, right? And you may have been lucky and you know, your baby turned all right. Let's suppose that there is evidence for and evidence against and we're not quite sure which to believe, right? Even if we're not sure, it's always best to err on the side of caution, isn't it, when you're talking about a baby? When you're talking about a baby, 
You've got to err on the side of caution. Oh, it's really hard to give up. Yeah, it is hard to give up smoking. I know I did it. And it must be hard to do... Well, no, actually, how can it be hard? I would have thought it would have been easier to do it when you're pregnant. Wouldn't it, Catherine? You're a mum. Well, yeah, and also, imagine, I, I can't understand how you can have that beautiful baby in your arms, bring it to your nose, give it a lovely sniff, and smell Rothmans. Disgusting. Surely, right... I know this is the case for my wife, I, I, and I just assumed this was the case for for all mums. You, you kind of, mums-to-be, kind of like a, a protective instinct kicks in, and it manifests itself in, in the physical, you know, trying to control the, the area by nesting and cleaning and, and spring cleaning and all that stuff. But also my wife intuitively started eating better, yep. started looking after herself, started uh, not necessarily exercising, but, but do, she started looking after herself. So the concept of having something that's going to be the most precious thing in your world inside you and poisoning it, I can't get my head around how anybody could be, um, thick's not the right word, selfish enough to do that, it's a very selfish act to smoke when you've got a baby inside you. It's kind of selective ignorance, isn't it? 08459 four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A10 between the Puckeridge roundabout and the Ware roundabout as you head south towards the M25, things looking quite busy at the moment along that stretch. Also in Chesant, the A10 very heavy too as you approach the M25. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also looking heavy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Councillors in Luton are to consider a police request for a dispersal order to combat anti-social behaviour in the town. The order for Wigmore and Round Green is expected to be approved. Expectant mothers in Buckinghamshire are to be tested for carbon monoxide poisoning in a bid to make them quit smoking. And an MP who used to work at Stoke Mandeville Hospital says alarm bells should have rung many years ago about Jimmy Savile. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool say they will study FIFA's full report before commenting on the ban for striker Luis Suarez. The Uruguayan FA are appealing against the nine-match international ban and four-month ban from football for biting. The former Liverpool captain Alan Hansen says the ban is not excessive. I think it's a bit middle ground. I think it's fair. Obviously, the worrying thing for any Liverpool supporters, there was very little or no provocation this time, the same as Ivanovic. And... Will he do it again, you know? And for a Liverpool perspective, I think they've got to draw a line under this and say one more indiscretion and it's all over. The World Cup group matches were completed last night. Germany beat the USA 1-0 to win their group, but the Americans also went through. Belgium made it three wins out of three, beating South Korea 1-0. And Algeria are through for the first time. Watford's Asaid Belkalem helped them to a one-all draw with Fabio Capello's Russia. So in the last 16, Germany will play Algeria. Belgium face the USA. There are no World Cup matches today. At Wimbledon yesterday, wins for Rafa 
Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer, but Britain's Heather Watson went out. Andy Murray is back in action today in the last 32. He's third on centre court at around five o'clock against Spanish 27th seed Roberto Bautista Agu. Here's Russell Fuller. Bautista Agu has already impressed this year on the hard courts of Melbourne and the clay of Madrid before winning his first tour title on grass in the Netherlands last week. Murray trained with him in Spain during the clay court season and knows he'll have to maintain the sharpness he's shown so far in his first real test of his title defence. Bradley Wiggins has confirmed to the BBC that he hasn't been selected by Team Sky to compete in the Tour de France and six-time Olympic champion Usain Bolt has announced he is available to compete at next month's Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. Bolt says he's unlikely to take part in an individual event but could run in the relay. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Savile's on the front pages of some of the papers. There's more going to come out. Yes. Uh, uh, I knew... I didn't know. I heard that he was a, nec- uh, a necrophiliac, that he liked to have sex with... with uh, I'm only going to say this once, so put your fingers in your children's ears. He liked to have sex with dead bodies. I'd heard that. I'd heard yeah. that rumour, you know. But it was a silly rumour, wasn't it? It was sort of done as a joke because he used to hang around hospitals a it lot. Was, it, was, it, was, it was the word that was going around, but it was so far-fetched. You kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, of course he is. Of course, I've also had other stories about him that have yet to surface, if indeed they're true. And that's the kind of thing, there are urban myths about everybody, about so many celebrities, you know, about Mark Ormond, about so many different people, there are, there are urban myths, right? And you kind of hear these things and you go, oh, yeah, right, sure, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Oh, right, oh, yeah, oh, no. But you don't really believe it. You don't really believe it. You take them for what you perceive them to be, the urban myth. So when people... Plus, he was kind of a jokey figure, wasn't he? Yeah. So when people say, oh, yeah, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Savile, he likes to... With, uh, you kind of go, oh, does he really? Oh, yeah. But it's not really true. But that so many people have heard this story. I, I tweeted this last night to see what reaction it got. Uh, someone told me that, that Lee and Herring, the comedians, had made a kind of reference to it on, on uh, one of their TV shows. That, that someone else said that they'd heard it in their school playground. So it's one of those things when you see a... You know, it's like the, the, the creepy, weird-looking guy who lives down, down the corner. Oh, he must be a pervert. Yeah, you don't know. But you this know. is what gets turned into, in some newspapers, everyone being complicit. Well, this is it. Am I, am I... Now, because I work for the BBC and I heard these things when I worked for Channel 4, am I part of the conspiracy... Am I part of the cover-up? What? Who am I supposed to tell? I, I can't phone the police up in 1999 and say, hello, yeah, I'm working uh, on a, a comedy show called The 11 O'Clock Show. Someone in the office has told me that Jimmy Savile was a necrophiliac. Well, I, I, if, is that information useful? Do I phone up Crime Stoppers? Who are you supposed to tell? And are you... you, you if everybody who heard an urban myth or a rumour um, about somebody told the police, well, they'd be swamped, they'd be inundated, and it would be ridiculous. So I'm just wondering kind of where you, you, you're supposed to, to sit with that, really, what you're spo- supposed to do with that. And there, there is talk of this cover-up. And there will have been people, I'm sure there will have been people who, uh, who, who have covered this up. There will be people in these hospitals, I'm sure of it, who knew what was going on and turned a blind eye because he raised £30 million for their chemo ward or whatever. There will also be people who heard rumours about it in the hospital, so stronger than the sort of stuff that was being thrown around in playgrounds and pubs and offices, who thought, no, surely no. No, you can't possibly be doing that. And now they'll be feeling terrible. Uh, Dave Luton? 
Good morning, Do, big boss. Yes, Dave. Do you... Th- uh, so I heard rumours in 1999 that Jimmy Savile liked to do inappropriate things with corpses. Oh, here we go about this Jimmy Savile. I Th- met this bloke many years ago in the city at the California Ballroom in Dunstable. All right, and what did you make of him? Very sneaky. We knew there was something going on with him. There were not just him, others. OK, but don't mention any names, please. But No, no, I won't mention I, any am names. I, am, I part, am I part... Are you part of this conspiracy, this cover-up that everybody's talking about? Because yes, of, because, oh. Yeah, because the situation is, because he was raising so much millions of charity money, yep. all these charities, too, turned a blind eye. Because well, the moment they he was coming to the limelight, all that money would stop, and all that money going to charity would stop. I, I, listen, I don't think... We, we can't say that all ch- all the charities you're connected with knew that, and, and that people... That, that I'm sure there are many, many people who worked with him and had, and had no inkling whatsoever. But, yes, I suspect that... In some places, there might have been people who had very strong suspicions, at least, and thought, "Well, to be honest, he's, he's just raised us thirty million quid. We can't do anything." But no, does that, Dave? Yeah. The fact that someone told me in an office on the South Bank in 1999 that Jimmy Savile liked to, you know, in morgues, yeah. does that make me part of the conspiracy? Am I, am I part of the cover-up? No, 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 not really. No, you're not. You're not a part of the cover-up. It's these other big people that knew him very, very well, to which you didn't. I knew Jimmy Savile. We sat with Jimmy Savile at the Cali, and he, you could see it in his eyes. He was shifty, very, very shifty. And, and, and the shifty is not illegal. It's not illegal to be shifty. Well, no, it wasn't even illegal for him. To, or not just him, others, to go around and touching these girls up at the Cali. Well, it, it depends but how old the, they were. The thing was, yeah, in well, those even days, touching up against their will is illegal, yeah. Yeah, but you just took it as, uh, as something. You know, we all did it in, the, in the 60s. Sorry? We all did it. Did what? Well, we all, did, uh, all have a muck around with each other, with, with, with the women and everything but, else. But, but I'm assuming that when you did it, Dave Luton, and I'm, I'm hoping to get you out of a legal pickle here, I'm assuming when you did it, it was consensual. Yes, yes, because uh, we would laugh. They would laugh at it, but today it's more serious now. But why, I don't know, but there you are. But I didn't come on regarding... No, I know you didn't. You you came on to talk about um, horrible women smoking while they're pregnant. No, we're bringing up about this smoking again. Yeah, yeah. Disgusting habit. Listen, people want to do it, that's fine, but not when you're pregnant. Not when you're pregnant, love. Hold on. Hold on. So they're going to be breathalyzed type of thing to see if they've been smoking while pregnant. Yeah. Right. What about the drinking? Are they going to be breathalyzed for that as well? Because drinking can cause more harm on, on pregnancy with women than smoking. One thing at a time, Dave, though. One thing at a time. No, because you always, you always come onto the radio, pre-counted to, regarding smoking, 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 smoking. But the, the drinking does more harm. Uh, it's costing the National Health Service where's, more than smoking. Where's, where, where have you got, and I'm not, question, I'm not doubting you, where, where have you got the evidence that drinking does more harm? What, what, what Re- research have you got that from? Read it in the papers. Well, I'd, I'd, you're, you're telling me about it, so d- I, just tell me what research you've got that says that drinking does more harm than smoking? Ask a medical person. Well, no, you, these, people, these people are coming, this nurse or whoever she was that come on this morning yeah. talking about smoking. I, I will ask, a, ask her. 
Well, she's gone, Dave. I will ask no. a med- if a medical person wants to phone up. I will do. It's just that you've brought up the in inverted commas fact. So I was assuming you could back that fact up with with evidence, but it, it, you, you but can't. can't produce, but I can't produce that evidence now. But I've read it in the papers. So it must be true. Health- on these health pages, it must be drinking true. can cause more harm yep. than smoking, okay. not just to pregnant women, yep. to anybody. And how do you suggest we stop that? Because well, I agree with you. We, I, I agree with you. Pregnant women should, uh, shouldn't okay. drink. Right. You go into a, a tobacco shop, majority now, yep. and every order of tobacco is covered up. You go into um, the like Tesco's and you've got all this wine, spirits, ciders, all on ciders. display. Yeah. You almost fall over them. Yeah. Cover them all up. Right. What, what, what's that going to do? Well, like, it's, they're, like they're trying Pre- to do with the pregnant women could pregnant women would still be able to find the booze. Pregnant women still be finding the f- fags, then they're covered up. Yeah, exactly. What we what we need to do is surely it needs to be education, Dave. Smoking and drinking. You're not, you're not suggesting, are you, Dave? Let me clear this up. You're not suggesting that smoking whilst pregnant is good for you? Oh, no, it's not. But it's Thank not you. Nor is drinking. But no, exactly. The is, well, then, let's, the Dave, let's, let's, oh. let's stop both, then. Let's stop both. You can't, yes. say, you can't say that a campaign to stop pregnant women smoking is no good because women will still be drinking. No, the the, the two no. aren't connected. No, I quite agree. Thank Smoking you. is bad for you. Then let's stop it. Then let's stop it. Particularly, yeah, let's stop drinking. it for pregnant women. Okay, then let's. Then you. Then then you can start a campaign to stop pregnant women drinking. Well, no, and I'll stop a can- start a campaign to stop women, pregnant women, drinking and smoking. I'm just, okay, fine. So you start that campaign, and I will support it. And when you start that campaign, and when it gathers some momentum, you can come on this show and you can talk about it, and we'll speak to a health expert, and 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 we'll we'll carry we'll we'll back it. Right. But just get a help person on there that you you have on the right. Dave, I'm not disputing that drinking. While, I'm not disputing that drinking whilst pregnant is bad. I'm disputing that it does more damage uh, um, than smoking. I'm not even disputing it. I'm questioning it because I don't. I haven't seen the the figures that you've obviously studied in depth. Okay. Well, let, let, let's ask a medical person to come on and confirm it to you. Do you mean like a doctor or a nurse or someone? Well, these pregnant, uh, what they call them, midwives. <laughs> Ask his midwives, or we'll ask a, a family doctor, or ask the surgeons. I don't, I don't know. I just don't know who to, you, to, you should contact to ask to ask about drinking as well as smoking, which is dangerous for anyone. So, hello, Justin, <laughs> come in, just hello, Justin, come in, please. They've gone. Where's Kelly? By the way, where's Kelly? Oh, she's gone to Gattonsbury, I suppose. Oh, we're off again. Oh, no. See the squirrel in my garden feeding away here? Oh, dear. We're off. Dennis, Dunstable. Yes, dear boy. Oh, hello, Dennis. How are you? Oh, not too bad, thank you. Nice to talk to you. Well, I'm just waiting to talk to he who must be obeyed. Well, yeah, we, there's a brick wall between my my house and my neighbours. I well, think I'm yeah. talking. You talk to him, don't you? You know, a brick wall. Yeah. Yeah. So you all right, Dennis? I'm absolutely fabulous. Oh, good, mate. I don't smoke. I, I do drink. I've got lots of kids, lots of grandchildren, and lots of super grand great great grandchildren. And all oh. of them, I've got some smoking in the family and some drinking in the family, and all these 
Well, I've got four and a half great-grandsons. That's no. almost five little sods. Yeah, I've got well, nine grandchildren. So I don't I, know what's going to happen to them. No, I smoke, but I don't drink. I used to drink, but I packed that up 32 years ago. Well, I wondered why these ladies have been tested for this. What about testing them for fa uh, traffic smoke? Sure. Yeah, yeah. In, in a nice country area, you would expect ladies who are smoking to be easily found out. But what about yeah. the ones who live in the middle of Luton? With all the traffic, how could you tell that the smoking is the one that's doing the damage? And right, not traffic Den smoke. Dennis, outside the bus stop yesterday, there was this bus and it's pumping out all this smoke, diesel. Yeah. Right? And there was a lady standing at the bus stop and suddenly she heard her started coughing. And I thought, blimey, what a disgrace, this bus. Well, who is he playing music for? Is that you playing music, Dennis? No. Oh, oh that's him. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise between Junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. One lane is closed after an accident. Slow on the approach with congestion back to Junction 17 for Maple Cross, adding to the normal morning delays. Also between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley, things are slow on the M25. On the speed sensors in Berkhamsted, the A41 heading towards Hemel Hempstead is slow after the Chesham turn-off. And also in Chesant, we've got queues on the A10 as you head south between Turnford and Waltham Cross. Public transport, no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Zoider. 7.47. It's Friday the 27th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Councillors in Luton are to consider a police request for a dispersal order to combat antisocial behaviour in the town. The order for Wigmore and Round Green is expected to be approved. Expectant mothers in Buckinghamshire are to be tested for carbon monoxide poisoning in a bid to make them quit smoking. And an MP who used to work at Stoke Mandeville Hospital says alarm bells should have rung many years ago about Jimmy Savile. 08459 555555. In the next few minutes, we'll see if we can wake up Kelly Betts from her beer-strewn tent in Glastonbury. But before that, let's get the weather with Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Not just beer strewn, also fairly damp out there. Uh, towards Good. The Serves them right, Sarah. <laughs> Serves them right, the smug hippies in their tents going to watch Dolly Parton. In your face, young people. I've Sorry. Just heard, I've just heard some of them going, we don't mind, we like the mud. Yeah, like you don't. Day. You hate the mud and you are regretting going, but you've got to pretend you enjoy it. <laughs> we like it. No, we like it. Well, we don't like it in the three counties and unfortunately we've got a lot of 
of uh, rain headed towards us. Not that we've got sustained rain. What we've got is some really heavy torrential showers which are going to develop as we go through the day. We've got a nice cracking one actually just practically over the top of my house actually and uh, not far from Amersham uh, just uh, headed in from the southwest and it's just going to keep skirting off towards the northeast as we go through the next little while and then we get them really developing as we go through this afternoon torrential downpours we've got a Met Office weather warning in force from now until nine o'clock tomorrow night not that we're saying we'll have rain right the way through that period but when you get these showers they will be pretty torrential so they come through this afternoon plenty of them they've got thunder mixed in as well largely clearing away through the evening and overnight we'll start tomorrow dry but further showers to come in as we go through the day tomorrow fewer than today and fewer still for Sunday Sunday are generally looking like a largely dry day the risk of the odd stray shower uh, not as torrential not as many a lot of dry weather to enjoy on Sunday and then on Monday also dry but we'll be talking about showers again on Tuesday Ian excellent from this weekend, Saturday mornings are getting a bit of a shake-up. Shake I'm bringing you Treasure Quest I said shake-up. If we get to Wollaston, we don't then know where we're going in Wollaston. No. Correct. Hunting treasure across Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire, Buckinghamshire and Northamptonshire. I find myself in a very unfortunate position of being able to help Tim because I'm a Northamptonshire girl born and bred. Which means I'll be with you from 12 every Saturday lunchtime with your forgotten tracks, musical memories and requests. I love you because by Jim my dad was his favourite tune and he used to walk around singing it. A brand new way to start your Saturday. From this weekend, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Boing! Uh, but also this weekend, there's something that you should all be tuning into. It's BBC Introducing, 8 o'clock on uh, Saturday night. Should be well worth a listen. Then after that, it's that old man. Um, What's his name? Uh, Richard uh, Stourbridge. T- Turnbridge. What's his name? Oh, what's the fella's name? Richard, um, spend love. I am going to retire. What? (laughs) What? You're going to do what, Richard? You can't. What are you going to do? I am going to retire. Oh, well, never mind. But there's another show you should be listening at five o'clock on BBC Radio 4. It starts at quarter past five. It's Loose Ends. And it really is a great little gathering of kind of what's happening in the week in the world of entertainment and showbiz and theatre. What's going on, Cuff? Well, from five till six, I'll be bringing you some of my musical memories in a show that's called My Music. Don't worry, I don't talk very much, but there's loads of music. (laughs) Give Give us an example. Give us the... The opening track? No. I want the fourth best song in there. The fourth best song in there, still a belter. It is, and I, I have to stop myself saying that word. Uh, um, it is. Um... <laughs> I can't choose between them. This could be. Magic. This could be the only right, time. The, dear the listener, Stone Roses are in there. This could be the only time the Smiths get played on BBC yes, Three Counties Radio. The Smiths are getting played. The Stone Roses are getting played. But also we've got Johnny in June. Oh, beautiful. We've got um, Florence and the Machine. Oh! Bit of vintage Michael Jackson. Hey! And what else have I got? Oh, Kirsty McCall. I'm listening. Five o'clock Saturday. It's going to be good. I'm, I'm doing um, Aquarius as well. That's what mm, I finished with. Beautiful. Start out with Pretty Young Thing. BYT. That's, that's the journey. Just a quick one. Yeah. Uh, add a call. Oh, yeah. Um, Didn't want to come on the air. Yeah. It's not, well, it's not Richard Spenlove this, uh, this Saturday. Oh, it's uh, Colin Berry. That was the one and only. Colin, Colin Berry, Colin, Colin Berry, he's on this weekend, he's on this weekend. But, but, but why, is, why is Spendlove not on? I am going to retire. Oh, that would explain it. <laughs> that would explain it. 
455 We're talking smoking mums. Uh, we're talking Richard Spendlover retiring. And we've also mentioned Jimmy Savile. Lots came out yesterday. Lots of rather unpleasant information came out uh, about him. Jane's in Ellsbury. Good morning, Jane. Good morning, Ian. Jane, what would you like to say? Uh, I was working in uh, St. Mandeville Hospital in the 1970s. When oh, yeah. uh, Jimmy Savile was there, he was a very creepy man. He put his arms around everybody, especially the women, and um, he'd be kissing them on the cheek when they didn't, you know, you could see them pulling away. Um, but... He, did, he would not do anything for nothing. If you wanted something done, there was always a, a price to pay. What, what, when you say price to pay, what do you mean? Um, he he wants something... Um, oh, you can't say it on the radio. He wants something um, sexual, you mean? Yes. Well, well, well how... Uh, um, OK, of course you have to tread carefully, because there are young ears, but, but, yeah. but, but how explicit did he, did he make that demand? Did he say, you've got to perform an act on me before well, I do he'd, something? He'd, he'd, um, he'd push himself against women and make an erection and stuff oh, like okay. this. That's, OK, that's, that's, that's a medical term. We can just about get yeah, away with that. Yeah. There, there may be a few awkward questions in cars, yeah. but apologies. <laughs> uh, but, Jane, OK, if, if, can I ask, what, what capacity did you work at Stoke Mandeville? I was the, post, I was the postman. Okay. Did he ever do any of this to you, or were these just stories that you heard? Um, no, he he'd um, he'd come to the post room and he'd, he'd put his arm around us, and um, he just he just felt it's like a very creepy type of person. He just. Um, it just sort of made your skin crawl just thinking about it. I'm going to ask a question, and this is in no way a judgment. This is not in any way a criticism. I'm just trying to get... I'm just trying to understand people's minds around this. Mm. Why didn't you say anything to your boss? Um, well, I was only about 17, and I suppose I was... Uh... And I'm not saying this, I'm not saying you're wrong not to, I'm not criticising you, I'm not telling you off. I'm just curious, because there are people going, well, hang on, why didn't anybody say anything at the time? Uh, uh, People did, but people didn't believe them. So did you think, what I'm making up from this, Jane, and tell me if if I'm wrong, you were worried that you wouldn't be believed and that that it might put your job in jeopardy? Yeah. Have I got that right? Yeah. Okay. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very... um Creepy type of person. You think, just just thinking back, mm. you're thinking, oh my god, he's done all these things to these poor people, and you think, and everybody's so, oh, he was lovely, you know, all the all the pay, all the um, not necessarily patients, the visitors that would meet him. Oh, I've just met Jimmy Savile, and you know, it's like, yeah, starstruck. We knew what we knew. Yeah. Jane, th- I really appreciate that. Thank you. It's interesting. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What do you have a whinge about today? No, I, what I wanted to say when you were you talking about Jimmy Savile, I mean, I I got n- uh, nothing really good to say about him, but I wanted to put it in the context of the times. Yeah, go on. I used to work in the rag trade for twenty odd years in the early days after the war, basically 50, from the fifties onwards. And the context was, I mean, I was working amongst 70, 80 women who were machinists. And there was about 10, 12 men who were steam pressers, the sort of thing you see. Is that a euphemism, or actually pressing things with no, steam? No, no, we used to... We used to 
press the garments out, basically. Right, thank you. And in the context of that time, I've been grabbed, I put it bluntly, I've been grabbed a few times. By whom? I mean, I was in my 20s, but I've been grabbed a few times by so, several of the women. And it was done in... It wasn't, it wasn't, it, although it was, it wasn't really sexual in a sense. Yeah. It was a, a big laugh. Where was, did they, where did they grab you, Peter? I won't, I won't point, but yes. Downstairs? Yes. In the basement, and, and so to speak. And that was in the context of the time. And it wasn't really sexual, if you like. Is it different? It was different in them, them Well, is it, is it different, and I don't know the answer to this, is it different if it's a woman doing it to a man as opposed to a man doing it to a woman? Well, but it wasn't in the context you seem to imply it is. There's, there's a difference, isn't there, Peter, between, uh, and I'm not saying this is appropriate, and yeah, the, the, the 50s, 60s and 70s, Man, they were a foreign country, really. Well, but there is a difference between patting someone on the bum and um, uh, raping them. There is, a, there is a significant difference, isn't there? And, 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 and this is what Savile... Savile's misdemeanours range from, you know, patting people on the bum to, to, to full intercourse. Well, I've seen... I've seen... Well, yeah, but I don't know... I've never really seen the... If you like, heard of seeing the intercourse part of it, if you like, because it wasn't really done in that context. I mean, I've seen women have their breast squeezed and some go, boy, oi, oi, that sort of thing. Go, how do they go? As if they're pushing the horn on a car. What noise do they make? Oink, oink, that sort of noise. When you, when the old motors used to have yeah. a, a horn. And is, and is that, uh, yeah. That, and, uh, it, hmm. and it was, and there was, it was... A lot of laughter went on to do, take, take out the drum. Do uh, you think that grabbing a woman's breasts and going, honk, honk, do you think that's appropriate? Well, in the context of those times, and I'm telling you, there was great, a lot of laughter went up and, and it, it took people out of their humdrum lives. Peter, thank you very much indeed. Peter there uh, saying that... Uh, uh, light sexual abuse took people out of their humdrum lives. I'm being slightly unfair. He's right. It's a different. We're a little bit late for the travel, but bear with me. Dodge me a second. Do you remember that? Um, was it a lawyer or a solicitor or someone we spoke to who um, worked in the 70s or maybe an accountant yes, or someone? Yes, said that they would occasionally have uh, secretaries on knees. Yeah, and they have a whiskey and, and they drop get... pencils, so they have to. Yeah, put them on. and, and it, not in any way justifying it, but the, 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 the 70s and the 80s were they were a foreign country. Well, women were either dolly birds yeah. or were indoors, weren't they? Yeah. I'd be keen to get your thoughts on what Peter's just said. Thank you for that, Peter. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. A little bit late, but I thought it thought it was worth pursuing. Let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise between junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. One lane is closed after an accident. Solid queues on the approach back to junction 17 for Maple Cross, so really adding to the normal morning slow traffic. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you. Sorry to, to uh, be a little bit late and give you a short time. 08459 455 555. Grabbing a woman's breasts and going honk honk. Well, it broke up the humdrum life of the 70s. Your thoughts, please. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, police request dispersal order in Luton, plan to stop pregnant women smoking in Buckinghamshire. An MP says Savile warning signs were missed. BBC Three Counties Radio. Councillors in Luton are to consider a police request for a dispersal order to combat antisocial behaviour in the town. The order for Wigmore and Round Green is expected to be approved on Monday. Residents say there's been an escalation in antisocial behaviour. Peter Nehru is a former chief constable of Thames Valley Police. You need to do some decent consultation, not just with the residents, but also with the parents of the of the, of the kids who are, who are causing the nuisance, to try and see if you can avoid it. And then you need a plan longer term to try and provide some alternatives to hanging around in that particular location so that you're not just pushing people around an estate uh, to no better purpose. Expectant mothers in Buckinghamshire are to be tested for carbon monoxide poisoning in a bid to make them quit smoking. The tests will be carried out at Stoke Mandeville and Wickham hospitals, as well as by community midwives. More from Tony Fisher. The NHS in Buckinghamshire says they want to identify pregnant women who smoke or are exposed to it so the right advice and support can be given. After testing, midwifery teams then refer the mothers to the Buck Stop Smoking Service. Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust says smoking in pregnancy poses serious health risks for unborn children, including cot death, miscarriage and stillbirth. An MP who used to work at Stoke Mandeville Hospital says alarm bells should have rung many years ago about Jimmy Savile, the Buckinghamshire Hospital won't publish its report into Savile's activities there until later this year. But the Conservative MP for Bracknell, Dr Philip Lee, says questions should have been raised by a letter Savile wrote about Broadmoor to the Department of Health. It's signed Dr Jimmy Savile, and indeed the content of this letter is deeply unprofessional. Uh, it's quite remarkable, and it's cc to a series of people, including the then Secretary of State. A man from Watford will appear at the Old Bailey today, accused of helping a terror suspect return from Syria. 44-year-old Tahir Bharti was arrested at Dover earlier this month along with 26-year-old Imran Kawaja from Southall. A woman from Luton is due back in the Old Bailey, accused of distributing terrorist publications. 34-year-old Runa Khan from Maple Road West is accused of four offences between July and September last year. Meanwhile, the head of counter-terrorism in Wales has denied that police forces have failed to combat the radicalisation of British Muslims. Assistant Chief Constable Nicky Holland was responding to an online video showing two young men from Cardiff calling on others to join ISIS forces is fighting in Iraq and Syria. We are going to a wide range of people within the community and whilst I accept it is a challenge for us to get the views necessarily of some disenchanted Muslim males but somewhere within our partnership network somebody will be speaking to those people, somebody will be giving us intelligence about those people and I, and I don't think that they're untouchable for us. In sport, Liverpool say they will study FIFA's full report before commenting on the ban for striker Luis Suarez. The Uruguayan FA are appealing against the nine-match international ban and four-month ban from football for biting. The weather, cloudy and wet this morning, heavy and thundery downpours this afternoon and into this evening. A maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a small village so that everybody knows everybody else, more or less. It's all about where you live. It's friendly. There's still a lot of community spirit here. And all this week, we're featuring Wellin and Digswell. The quiet sort of feel of it, the fact that it still feels nice and sort of local, even though we're close to big towns. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. I know. And suddenly, suddenly, 
It's five minutes past eight. Suddenly, we're 55 minutes away from the weekend. Wonderful! Busy show this morning, lots to talk about. We find ourselves talking about uh, Jimmy Savile. Am I part of the conspiracy? Am I part of the cover-up? I worked for the BBC in 1999 when I worked for Channel 4. There were jokes going around the office about Jimmy Savile being a necrophiliac. I won't use that word again. It may cause awkward questions in the car, but you understand. I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything. I sniggered. Am I part of the the cover-up? Incredible call from Jane, who worked at Stoke Mandeville in the 70s and um, said that that she witnessed and experienced Savile's behaviour. Is she part of the cover-up? 08459 455 555. Also talking about dispersal orders. And and have a listen to this. This is a mum speaking to Justin Dealey about how she and why she smoked when she was pregnant. Thanks very much, Dean. Hello. Oh, no, that's not... <laughs> that's Sarah, the weather girl, saying thanks very much, dude. Have a listen to this. Yeah, but it's a lot harder to actually give up and it causes more stress on the baby then as well. So it's better to actually just carry on smoking through it and that's what the doctor says as well. Your doctor said that to you? Yes, it's a lot easier to carry on smoking while you're pregnant because the withdrawal symptoms are not good for the baby. It is a lot easier to carry on smoking when pregnant, but how about cutting down? How about using patches? How about stopping when you're trying to get pregnant? 08459 455 555. And we posted a picture of my new jeans on Facebook. We've had more comments about that on Facebook than we've had about anything else. Are they flares? Oh, I made a terrible, terrible error. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire police are planning to impose what amounts to a curfew to stem the rise of antisocial behaviour in two areas of Luton. The dispersal orders would cover Round Green and Wigmore. If you live in those areas, would love to hear from you this morning. Do you agree that uh, it's an uh, an unpleasant place to be? That there is violence, that there is aggression, that there is terror? Or are you surprised to hear that dispersal orders are being put in place? Well, we've heard complaints from residents that the behaviour of a minority of people is making them feel like prisoners in their own homes. Justin Dealey has been in Wigmore this morning asking people about the problems in their local area. Hell of a lot of druggies. It's more the school youngsters than the sort of school leavers, if you know what I mean. It's like the younger generation, but... What, during the day, during the evening, or or both? uh, I'd say both, to be fair. I mean, there's, there's kids selling drugs in schools and... It's ridiculous. It really is bad. And here in the evening, around these shops, lots of kids hanging around in, in big groups. I don't come here in the evenings for that reason. There's no point. There really is no point. And you're 30 and you're saying uh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that's So you it. can imagine it's somebody in their 60s or 70s? Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, I've, I've, my nan, she had a bag snatched just down the road. I've had motorbikes stolen from me. So, yeah, no, it's, it, it used to be a premium to live here, but not anymore. So if you come here in the evening, as far as you're concerned, as a, as a young male who's there so you can look after himself, yeah. even you're scared. I wouldn't put myself in a situation where something may happen. Well, when you come here to shop in the evenings, there's groups of children hanging... Well, youths, I should say, and girls, hanging about in the doorway of Asda and around. 
just loitering with intent, I'd say. And how old are we talking? From 14 to 18, I'd say. And groups of how many? Six, seven, maybe more some nights. Do you feel quite intimidated? Yes, you would do, yes. Quite intimidated, yeah. They should do something about it, definitely. Well, the dispersal order technique has been used before. It was used in Hightown last year. Do you remember we were covering the stories about prostitution, drug-taking, intimidation? Uh, And Shazad Kadam was one of the people calling for something to be done, a local shop owner. Shazad, just remind us how uh, antisocial behaviour was affecting you personally. Good morning, Ian. Well, you know, running a business, you know, the the amount of drug use and the, you know, the muggings and the prostitution, all that was, you know, affecting the whole area on a daily basis. And um, to be honest with you, it still is. So, you know, this disposal order, you know, for me, you know, my honest opinion of it is that it's not what the paper is written on. It's just a way for the council and the police just to, um, it, it, well, you know, appease the, the residents just to make them show them that they're trying to do something. It hasn't had a benefit for us at all. In it's made matters more worse, to be honest with okay, you. OK, so for those who don't know, dispersal order means that if there are groups of two or more people of any age and, and they're causing trouble, the police can tell them to move on, and if they don't, I think they can put them in the back of a van. Well, uh, well what, what you just said, uh, the, the word you said that, Ian, is they can tell them. Right. They can't force them. Right. And so it's like, you, you're, 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 you said something interesting, Shazad. It's made things worse. In what way has it made things worse? Well, the, you know, the... The, the prostitutes, uh, you know, uh, seem to be coming more in larger numbers now. More, uh, you know, the 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 problems with the drugs use and the criminal activity. It seems to be more active now because the police are not concentrating on that area at all anymore. You know, they, you know, every time you ring up, you know, either you get a um, a call a call on the other side who's not you know, support you in any way at all. He's just trying to get you off the phone. And um, you get excuses like that if we, you know, when we got someone available, we'll try to send someone around. You know, and all the the prostitutes and the pimps and all the other criminals, they know this, that the police are not going to come out for this. So they seem to be doing it more often than before. So Shazad, do you still do you still bother to call the police when 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 things are unpleasant? Well, Ian, you know sometimes I do wonder whether I am you know uh, insane or not. You know, I, I I've had times where I've had to wait on the call for twenty minutes for just for the phone call to be answered, and you know and 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 I'm I'm a quite a patient guy, and when you know and I'm tr- I'm trying to think to myself, what about other residents who? Who you know who can't spend that much time with a phone, or who are afraid, who you know the vulnerable people of you know Luton. I'm, I'm not saying only High Town. I'm talking about Wigmore, you know, stop, you know, surround Green. I feel for the residents around there. I know what it feels like. I, I see on a daily basis. But I think the the council and the police are just you know what they're going to do is sweep under the carpet. They can advise children. I think there should be more action taken against the the parents of these children to make them stop their children. They should know where the children are after certain hours. If they're loitering around, a parent should know where the children are. They're the ones who, who are responsible for the children. Whereas in our case in Hightown, we've got, you know, criminals over the age of 18, you know, uh, who are, you know, 
making the residents, uh, high town residents' life hell. And it's not only the you know the adults, the, you know the young children who are in danger and who are have to face you know the the paraphernalia of drugs and prostitution on a daily basis. You know, I try to explain to you know if you you know your young young son or a young you know girl what the man and woman are doing on the fence outside your house on the you know, fence. You know, you know there are residents out there who are having to see that on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 disgusting. And I really do feel, like I said, I do feel for the residents of those two areas. But you know, and I, I'm and I've got sympathy for them. But you know, I, the council and the police is always the same case. They'll pass the buck on to one another. No one is prepared. To, none of them are prepared to take responsibility. For, you know, uh, for the actions, and this is just a, another way to appease the residents and just to sort of, you know, say that we're trying to do something. Uh, an ASBO uh, or a dispersal order is not worth the papers written. We in Hightown have had a, a prostitute directly below a street camera uh, and who had an ASBO, but she still stayed under there for five years without any action. Gosh, it's a long time. She's had, listen, it's, it's, it's been a while since we've caught up on Hightown. Maybe it's time we uh, did a little recap and uh, assessed how things have progressed in the last 18 months or so. Sorry, Catherine? No, it's fine. Okay, yeah, you're yes. probably uh, right. We, we probably should. Our Hightown correspondent has moved on to other places, but um, I'm sure we can uh, find someone to do that. 08459 555555 is the uh, telephone number. We're also talking uh, about what's the cutoffs what's what is it suburban what, cutoffs what, what, what's your beef um quarter to nine getting the lawnmower out my neighbor last night i think that's appalling behavior quarter to nine is too that's when he got it out yes by the time he finished it was gone nine uh, that's too late. Eight o'clock is the cut-off point for all electrical uh, work uh, outside i think even any though, noise even... inducing machinery no no what time would you say is appropriate to start um uh getting your chopper out office hours on a Sunday. Office hours. Well, what's an office hour on a Sunday? Nine. You plum. Nine. Offices don't open on a Sunday. All right, we're not applying Sunday regulations. Nine o'clock. It will be 11... You, you would be able to get it out at 10, but you wouldn't be able to use it until 11, according to your philosophy. You could look at it between nine and 11. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't switch it on. So, 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 so childish. This is the BBC, guys. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise between Junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. One lane is closed after an accident. Solid queues on the approach going back to Junction 18 for Chorley Wood, so it's really adding to the normal morning traffic. In Berkhamsted on the A41, heading towards Hemel Hempstead, one lane is closed between the Chesham turn-off and the Bourne End services. Uh, we're just waiting for further information on that, but there are queues going through that area. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. It's 8.16, it's Friday the 27th of June. I'm Ian Lee. What are you standing up for, Kath? Can't find my keys. Oh, OK. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Councillors in Luton are to consider a police request for a... T- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you made me laugh. Have you found them yet? No, have you nicked them? I've not nicked them, no. I'm trying to... Could you sit down? I'm trying to do the news. Could you sit down? I'm trying to do the news. I've not nicked them. 
<laughs> well, use Ben's fob and just get out of my eye line, please. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> she's got two windows to walk past yet, so I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to wait until she's walked past both of them. She's gone past one. Let's wait for her to go past the second. Just grow up, mate. Grow Seriously, grow up. Go away. I do apologise. How inappropriate. Luckily, OK, inappropriate. Councillors in Luton are to consider a police request for a dispersal order to combat antisocial behaviour in the town. The order for Wigmore and Round Green is expected to be approved. Expectant mothers in Buckinghamshire are to be tested for carbon monoxide poisoning in a bid to make them quit smoking. And an MP who used to work at Stoke Mandeville Hospital says alarm bells should have rung many years ago about Jimmy Savile. If you want to give us a call on any of those things, 08459 455 555. BC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three. Spend your afternoons talking about beds, hearts and bucks. It's an amazing venue. If you haven't been to Amstel Park, get along. It's absolutely beautiful. Discussing the biggest stories. In terms of our people, we've invested £5 million to recruit new nurses. In the company of friends. Howard Berry and Brown, Amanda Devlin. Amanda, what have you been watching this week? I went to the Happy Days. And debating the week's hottest topics. The biggest problem is, is actually lack of money, lack of opportunities, poor availability of training. The use of CCTV spy to catch people who park illegally is to be banned. Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon Smith. Jonathan Vernon Smith, this is your five-minute call. This is your five-minute call, Mr Vernon... Ah, darling! Dalink. Who used to say that? Dalink. Who's that? So, no, not Sophia Loren. Jaja. Jaja. Jaja Kabor. Jaja. Dalink. You're right. Well, I'm just out of breath, to be honest. What else are you doing? Oh, I, I didn't see the time. Oh, you're up there. Oh, I see. I see. So I thought you were working furiously. You were, you were up there gabbing away. I was I, I level with you. I was wittering on up there. I, no, I, I can well imagine. I can well imagine chatting to your team, telling them about your, your adventures in the world, your boozing adventures, your, your cat adventures, your, all of these things. Pretty much it, yes. Dear, your poor team. Your yeah. poor team. Anyway. And collect yourself, that's his yes. centre. Yes, you're right. Let me see these jeans. I'm going to give you a... Uh, <laughs> just put one leg up. Just put, put a leg Oh, God, no, he's laughing. It's not a boot cut, is it? No. I've been totally sold a pop here. No, they are flares. Can I get away with it, though? I mean, 60 quid these cost. Oh, dear. Uh, um... Can you not have the? Can you not have jeans kind of taken in a little? I'm not going to take jeans in. Then, I, then I've, I've not saved any money. I've, I've, if that's a... apparently the new thing you've got to do, uh, my producer Tim does this. Can't straighten this. You've got to put elastic bands around the bottom of your your jeans so they're really tight around your ankles. With the greatest of respect, I'm not going to follow any fashion tips from Tim. Well, he. I, I gather this is the way you're supposed to wear your jeans. I mean, I'm not a young with it person. I don't know these things. Well, apparently, you're supposed to. Your jeans are supposed to be really tight around your ankle. Oh, skin, I don't like skinny jeans. I'm not a fan of the skinny jean. No, 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 not at all. You're I'm supposed to show a bit of sock. Bit of what? Bit of sock. Sock. Okay, right. That's good. Yes, that's good. So, well, 
Well, there's nothing I could do. You're a consumer. I can't take these back, can I? Where did you buy... Well, don't tell me the shop, but did you buy them from a shop that had a changing room? It was Debenhams. No, no, you can't take it back. If you'd ordered them online, then you'd be covered by the distant selling regulation because you hadn't had time to try them on. Yeah, can't I lie? No. Can't I get in touch with Debenhams and say, I bought these online. You probably don't remember sending them to me, but you did. I'd like my money back, please. Well, they'll, they'll ask you for a record of how you ordered them. Oh, so I've lo- I'll, I'll fake one. <laughs> no, you cannot do this. I'll just do a fake email. You cannot I'll do print- that. I've got a printer. I no. look professional. No. They'll find you out. Flipping it. They'll call the police and they'll have you arrested and horsewhipped. <laughs> it's got to be worth a punt, hasn't it? Do you reckon? Yeah. Maybe I can get a bit of compo as well. No, don't. You should do compo. You should do... You, I'm not doing... Co- I don't you like should, compensation. You should do compo. I don't like compensation. Oh, everyone deserves a bit of compo now and then. No, they don't. Well, it depends. Out-of-pocket expenses, I'm all That's not that. compo. That's uh, that's uh, Out-of-pocket O-O-P-E. No, I don't like compensation, and I don't like people who pursue it all the time. Oh, I pursue it all oh, the time. It really irritates me when people come to my programme. They say, I want compensation. Oh, I, know. I know, and I think that's... A- well, you're not getting it through me. If anyone wants compo, come and see me. I'll sort you out. <laughs> Perhaps that could be your consumer niche. You do the compensation. I'll sort you out for a bit of comp. Really? Yeah, I do a bit of comp. I bet you are a compensation person, aren't you? Very Whenever much so. anything goes wrong, you say oh. it right, and I want money. If I if 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 I've been uh, hurt physically, spiritually, or mentally, then I want some compensation. Oh. It's compensation. I want to be compensated. Hence the word compensation. It's compo. What's your beef with compo, JVS? What's your beef? I hate it. We'll discuss this off air. Maybe we yeah. should go out for a little wrestle yeah. in the car park later. What's on your show today? Coming up on the big phone in this morning, we're yes. picking up on this smoking during pregnancy oh, story. Oh yes, yes. Uh, it's one of our top local stories today. Midwives one. in Buckinghamshire are encouraging pregnant women to stop smoking by making them blow into a breathalyzer when they come in for a checkup. Yeah. The tests measure the level of carbon monoxide in an, in- an inspectant mum's lungs, and not only will they be carried out prior to the birth, they'll also be offered in antenatal, antenatal sessions at Stoke Mandeville and Wickham Hospital. The thinking behind this plan is that the reaction midwives get from mums-to-be will help them work out which women could be inspired to give up cigarettes with the right help from the Bucks Stop Smoke service. Well, some women argue that it's just too stressful to try and give up cigarettes when they get pregnant. But I want to hear from you this morning. Do you think it's unfair to criticise women who smoke during pregnancy? I know someone who smoked during three pregnancies. Her children absolutely fine. That's the argument. Oh, yeah, my kids are all right. Well, you, you were lucky. Well done. Well, why why do, take the risk? Do you think that's what it is? Yeah, it's like, I mean, I don't know. I, I've no idea. I'm... Why Why take the risk? Of course, we all know that smoking is bad for us. And if you have a child in your tummy, uh, it's getting your blood, it's getting your... It's getting everything that's going in your body is going into that baby. So why, yes. would, you, why would you do that? Why would you put all those chemicals and that nicotine into your baby? But if... And, and I guess this is the argument, isn't it, from women who do smoke during pregnancy. If you are a smoker... Mm. and if you are very addicted to cigarettes yeah. and if you when you try to stop smoking you get very anxious and agitated then perhaps for some of those women to carry on smoking is the is the lesser of two evils i would suggest a they're stopping wrong they're stopping the wrong way and b when you as soon as you as soon as you if you're trying for a baby Stop smoking, because that will increase your chances of having a baby. Although a lot of these these, uh, young women these days, they don't know that they're they're not trying for a baby. They just end up pregnant. Not quite sure how it happened. As soon as you find out, just just stop. 
So do you think it's fair to criticise women? Yes, then? I do. No, it's fair to criticise women who smoke whilst pregnant. Yes, I think it's very fair to criticise them. Would you criticise them to their face? You know, you've not got one outside of you. If you no, no, got a girl having a fag I'm out in the car park. I'm not going to bring you know Stacey Solomon in or anything like that. But if you if you were to see a friend of yours who was pregnant, friend of fe- mine, female friend, and she's pregnant and she has a cigarette, would you say you should be ashamed of yourself? It's a really good question. Probably not, but that's not out of fear. Uh, it, it, uh, probably not. But why? All right, yeah, I would. <laughs> What's the right answer? Is there a right answer? No, I wouldn't I... go up to a stranger in the street and say, oh, you disgusting cow, shame on you. I wouldn't do that. Why not, though? Because clearly you think that. I wouldn't get involved. It's, it's not my business. If a friend was smoking whilst pregnant, I would say, are you sure that you want to carry on doing that? What about if the, on, uh, the, on, I like this the current Mrs Lee yep. was a smoker? And if during... Uh, and laughing because that's so preposterous, but yes, go on. Let's say she yep. was. Yeah, OK. And, uh, and you were expecting another child. Yep. And she wanted to have a, a quick Lambert and Butler. I'd be uh, furious with her. Would you? Yeah, I'd be furious. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you tell her off? I wouldn't let her out of the cellar. Not even at weekends. Gosh. No, I, 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 I would tell her off, yeah. We'd argue about it, yeah, definitely. Really? Yeah, we'd argue. Definitely. Oh, I think this is going to be interesting. From nine this morning, I'd love your views. Is it unfair... To criticise women who smoke during pregnancy, 08459 455 555. I'd love to hear from you from nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I just asked JBS as he was leaving. He said, I'm sorry for being there. I said, yeah, whatever. Are these jeans that bad? He went... Well, they're a 70s-looking jean, if that's what you want. And I swore. Wow. I really don't think they're that bad. You do think they're that no, bad. You're only saying that because the last piece of clothing you criticised, my tritone shoes, I chucked away because of you. Oh, more fool you. You should have more confidence in your purchases. You should have more confidence in that. Oh, how very mature. Um, Sheila's in St Albans. Good morning, Sheila. Nice advert you gave there, wasn't it? Wasn't Where it? you get your jeans from? Yeah, exactly. I, I get them from Debenham. Well, I got them from there. I won't be getting them from there anymore. No, yeah. it wasn't their fault. It was my fault. I totally... I get anxious when I buy clothes, Sheila. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, anyway, what, what can I do for thee? Right. This talking about the era of Jimmy Savile... Yes. I think... I think... Unless you've lived in it, you don't perhaps understand. But if you go back a few years, if a husband came home and he decided he wanted to have sexual something with his wife and she said no, there was nothing you could do about it. Nowadays, you can take them to court. Who is... Well, hang on a second. First things first. You're wrong on both counts. Uh, um, what do you mean I'm wrong on both counts? Well, if, I'll explain. Uh, only uh, up until very recently, I don't quite know when, up until recently, it was uh, a, a husband could not be prosecuted for That's raping right. his wife. That's right. Up yeah. until recently. Up until recently. So back in the day, back in the 70s, if a husband wanted it, he it, could take it and the woman couldn't do anything about it. Exactly. So we're talking about a time, yeah. a period of life where... Things went on that women had arms draped over their shoulder, touching their breasts and so on, and they would just kind of shrug it away. It was life. It was as it was. And are you saying that that's correct, that we we should have accepted that as being part of life? No, no. I'm just trying to explain why maybe Jimmy Savile was able to get away with more than, than was right. 
Oh yeah, no, no, I, I, no, I agree. The seventies and the eighties. I, I, I have recollections of the seventies. I certainly remember the eighties very well. Uh, it, it was all. Everything was a little bit sexy fun, and there was definitely a hierarchy uh, with men on top, literally and, and metaphorically, and women underneath. Uh, and you only have to look at the com- you know, kind of Benny Hill. Mm. Uh, uh, the comedy it was it was men uh, degrading is the wrong word possibly uh, but it was men uh, d- d- uh, objectifying women that was that was the culture and it, yeah, a pat on the bum a pinch on the bum uh, oh nice boobs margaret you know that kind of stuff was acceptable but it still doesn't explain because what Jimmy Savile did was was worse than that. We've heard stories of him pushing himself up against women uh, uh, in the post room whilst um, being aroused. You know that but, doesn't but, explain that. No, but it was kind of like um, it. It wasn't accepted by the women in the sense of oh well that's all right. You know he did that and you get on with it. You would think just of oh god how do I get out of this without without. Um, someone making a complaint against me. Did it happen to you, Sheila? Uh, not particularly, no. But I was. There was a a time when something happened, and this man made a complaint to my boss about something, and my boss actually asked me. Um, I can't remember what the words were. Well, basically, had I turned him down? And I said. No, <laughs> I looked, you know, but no, it, you, you know, things Gosh. went on. So what, this fella had tried it on with you? No, he hadn't tried it on with me. Oh. He was annoyed. Something had happened. He complained to my boss and my boss got the impression that maybe it was because I had... I oh, I see. So he, he'd gone with a complaint about you and yes. your boss had assumed that you, you hadn't put out. Yes. The, OK, gosh. Yes. How did that make you feel as a person? I don't know. I mean, no different to, to there was a time when you went for an interview and I was asked if I was likely to get pregnant or something. And I said, well, I don't go down the pub every day. There was a different, it was a different time and there were different rules. Sheila, thank you very much indeed. She's right. And there are younger people listening, probably not that many. But we'll fail to understand that. It still shocks me. Oh, eight, four, thank you, Sheila. Oh, eight, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, clockwise between Junction 23 for the A1M and 24 for Potter's Bar. The road's blocked at the moment because a lorry's broken down. All traffic is being held while the highways agency attend. The anti-clockwise carriageway between Junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. There was an earlier accident. Queues still through the area back to Junction 18 for Chorleywood, but all lanes have now reopened. In Berkhamsted on the A41, heading towards Hemel Hempstead, one lane is closed between the Chesham turn-off and the Bourne End services. That's causing queues on the approach. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you. I've been late all morning for the news. Simon, you have my sincerest apologies. 8.32 now. Let's get the latest news and sport from Simon Oxley. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
The headlines, councillors in Luton are to consider a police request for a dispersal order to combat antisocial behaviour in the town. The order for Wigmore and Round Green is expected to be approved. Conservative MP Dr Philip Lee, who used to work at Stoke Mandeville Hospital, says alarm bells should have rung many years ago about Jimmy Savile and expectant mothers in Buckinghamshire are to be tested for carbon monoxide poisoning in a bid to make them quit smoking. The tests will be carried out at hospitals as well as by community midwives. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool say they will study FIFA's full report before commenting on the ban for striker Luis Suarez. The Uruguayan FA are appealing against the nine-match international ban and four-month ban from football for biting. The World Cup group matches were completed last night. Germany beat the USA 1-0 to win their group, but Jürgen Klinsmann's American side also went through. It's huge. It's huge for us getting out of this group. That nobody, Everybody said you have no chance. We took that chance and we move on and now, and now we really want to prove a point. We can't wait for the round of 16. Belgium made it three wins out of three, beating South Korea 1-0. And Algeria are through for the first time. Watford's Asaid Belkalem helped them to a one-all draw with Fabio Capello's Russia. So in the last 16, Germany will play Algeria. Belgium face the USA. There are no World Cup matches today. At Wimbledon yesterday, wins for Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer, but Britain's Heather Watson went out. Andy Murray's back in action today in the last 32. He's third on centre court at around five o'clock against Spanish. 27th seed Roberto Bautista Agut. Here's Russell Fuller. Bautista Agut has already impressed this year on the hard courts of Melbourne and the clay of Madrid before winning his first tour title on grass in the Netherlands last week. Murray trained with him in Spain during the clay court season and knows he'll have to maintain the sharpness he's shown so far in his first real test of his title defence. Bradley Wiggins has confirmed to the BBC he hasn't been selected by Team Sky to compete in the Tour de France and six-time Olympic champion Usain Bolt has announced he is available to compete at next month's Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. Bolt says he's unlikely to take part in an individual event but could run in the relay. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Blimey, that was loud. I've gone deaf. That was really loud. 08459 455 555. Catherine, would you um, join me in a little recap? Yes. Because I can't remember any of the stuff we're talking about. Okay. Go. We're talking sexual politics. Was it different in the 70s? Sexy politics. I'm talking about sexy politics. Is that... No, sexual politics. I do apologise. The difference between men and women, how they treated each other, and why some women would have... um... Sorry. May I interrupt? When I said, could you join me in a recap, I kind of meant, could you make it sound fun? Uh, Can't really make sexual harassment fun. So... Whoa, what was that? Nothing. I ain't going... (laughs) Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Did flippant. it happen to you? I'm being flippant. We, we can get an, another grasp. It's a wrong word. Uh, an understanding of the difference between the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And do, do you know what? Because I, I always thought the 80s we were kind of quite sorted, and it turns out we weren't. Uh, the 90s were probably a little bit dodgy. They're, they're probably dodgy now. It's going on in places now, isn't Even it? Even in the 90s, I was asked by a representative of a local college whether or not I could commit to a two-year course because I'd probably want to go off and have babies in that. I was a triple A student. I resisted getting pregnant till I was in my 30s. I don't know if that's such a bad question to ask. Really? I think it was a stupid question. It was none of his business. I... All right, I run I was a... 17. Very fertile. I run a small business. 
I employ four people. Very small business. We um, make things to store pillows in. <laughs> what, a pillowcase? No. <laughs> like a, a pillow box. The, the pillow, either with a case on or not, you could put them in. Right, OK. It's decorative. It's, it's kind of a small business, but I'm doing all right. Have you got the holes for the handles? Because they're useful. That's on the deluxe okay. model that's coming, coming soon. But that was my idea. So we've got four people, and I'm thinking I'm going to employ a fifth. Things are going really well. There is a big demand for these pillowcase boxes, and I'm going to employ a fifth. Fella comes in, a lady comes in, right? They're both equally qualified, both perfect, perfect for the job, um, and uh, I'm worried she is of prime baby-making age, 27. I'm worried that if she goes off to have babies... It's going to cost me money. I'm going to be a worker down and I'm going to be paying out maternity money. What? Sorry? Uh, it's not going to... The government... The government, the, the government contribute. Do I have to pay some of it? I don't thought I? they paid the first six months in full and then after that, it lowers. I, 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 I don't know enough about, about uh, working law to actually be running a business. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's sorry, your problem. Continue. No, but I have to pay... OK, I'm a worker down. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm a worker yeah. down. So surely it's my right to say to you, Catherine, I tried to imagine you as 27, I can't, it's so long ago. It's my right to say to you, all right, so you're both coming for the job, you're both good, you're both 27, you're both doing really well. Um, and, and We're doing really well, but we want to work in a pillow <laughs> cover factory. It's a box, it's not pillow cases, it's a, you put box to store I pillows in. I don't want to work for you. Where does the box go? The, is end, it? the end of the bed, under the bed, if you've got room under the bed, top of the cupboard, the loft. I've got a degree and a postgraduate diploma. Okay. This, is, this is beneath me. Listen, it's tough times for everybody, baby. <laughs> I wouldn't say that in the interview. Well, I would, but then my colleague would, would kick me Gosh, under the desk. Your boxes don't all have handles anyway. Why the deluxe one will do. I just thought of that. I'll only work in, in your the deluxe department. Right! You wouldn't get the job because you're too gobby! Good. But let's assume that you were up for, the, for it. The yeah. job I'm talking about. Oh. Ben, high five. There you go. Sexual harassment. <laughs> Been made fun, apparently. I told you I could do it. Ben, yeah. so listen, you, you've, you're really well qualified. I see you've um, worked for Dobson's duvet boxes yep. in the past. <laughs> many years there, yeah. Many, many years there. And so you obviously you understand about um, bedroom boxes. I do. Yeah. I used to work for Helen's Handles. <laughs> I could bring something different. You're not in this meeting. You're b- right. You're both in the meeting. Okay. In the interview. Okay. And and uh, Catherine, please, I'll come to you in a second. Ben, can I ask you what's what's your family situation at home? Um, well, there isn't one. It's it's okay. it's just me. Yeah. I'm I'm so dedicated to making these boxes yeah. that I haven't had time to even think about my own okay. personal life. Okay. To be honest, it's gonna burn out. But so, uh, you, I see you're married. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm married, but I don't really spend any time with her. Or and does, is is there a chance that Mrs. Him. Don't answer that phone call. This is more important. Is there a chance that Mrs. Shaggy might want baby? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Hello, BBC Three Counties Radio. I haven't, I haven't asked her. Okay, but but if Mrs. Shaggy had babies, well, it wouldn't affect me. I can you I can, can carry still, on working. I can still make those boxes till uh, till the cows come home. Okay, well that's that that's great, Ben. Thank you. I, I really appreciate your right. time, and uh, I know it's yeah. been a long drawn out process. It has, yes. But thank it's you. It's worth it. It's worth it to be honest. Thank you. Uh, I, I would like to speak to Catherine, but what a surprise! She's taken a phone call during a job interview. I know. I did request all mobile phones were turned off. During the interview. Yeah. Um, t- Ken? What? Sorry? What? It's not you start a phone call. <laughs> imagine, if, imagine if you got a phone call and you went, What? 
and it was the Queen. No, she don't know my phone number. She do- the Queen the Queen knows everybody's phone number. Oh no, they give them to Papermen. To who? Papermouth? No, the Papermen. Who are the Papermen? You know the hackers. Oh, OK. Well, let's not go there for crying out loud. I don't want to get into any trouble there. OK, right. What's your beef, Ken? That is Suarez. What? Mr Suarez. Yes. Now, well, hang on a second. Ken, let me just... Hang on. I've got the, um, the uh, sheets for today's show. Hang on a second. Let me just go through the script. Um, sexual harassment. Jimmy Savile. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Um, next door neighbours mowing the lawn. Uh-huh. Oh, hang on, let me go. Hang on, hang on, hang on, let me go back. Ah, no, Suarez was at the beginning of the week, mate. It's it's Friday today. Suarez was a couple of days ago. You missed it. Well, I thought you'd have so many people on about Davil. Mm. Yeah, no, Suarez. Suarez, I think we did a couple of days ago, mate. Anything else we can talk about then? Here? Well, um, what? oh, what Peter said about the nineteen sixties. I started working in the nineteen sixties in oh, a yeah. hat factory. Oh yeah. They had about 200 women working. Was that in Luton? Oh, yeah. We used to be the home of hats, and now look at us. Milliners are plenty, down to milliners nil. Nil. It's the same as car workers. Well, no, there are some car workers still, aren't there? 1,500, that. There's 33,000 of you, see. Yes, I know, I know, I know, I know, but a car worker could certainly beat a milliner in a fight. Oh, no, they could. Oh, yes, they could. Of course they could. A car worker could totally trample a milliner. No. To death. The milliners were women. Women make. Yeah, only women make hats, you're right. Anyway, what do you want to say? That's I'm, what I'm in the middle of a job interview here. Well, Catherine can wait. Listen, all these pundits who are going on the television and radio and... Yes. Uh, ...criticising Suarez... Yep. Now, if you compare what he done to what Joey Barton done... Right, I don't know what Joey. I don't know what Joey Barton done. Give you a, a Are you going to get me into legal trouble? Hang on a minute, Ben. Did did, did Joey Barton do famously do something that's not going to get me into the uh, courts? I think he headbutted someone during a Premier League game. Okay. Uh, now he was sent off at half time. Why are we talking about football? Three. Right. He sparked a brawl in two thousand and four. Right. A cigar on a youth player. Whoa, 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 Ken, Ken, Ken. Let's, let's listen. Let's not go. Let's not go through a CV that I don't know anything about because we are treading on a very fine legal line. Okay, so I don't know any of this stuff. So I'm distancing myself. Let me ask. Let me ask no, you this. Here. No, no. Let me just let me just save your ass from uh, a legal court case. Uh, we don't know any of that stuff. I don't know any of these stories, and I, we are all distancing ourselves from those complaints. In fact, no, I'm not saving your backside. I'm, I'm saving mine. Yours is still in trouble. If I say... Don't. ...something that is true... Yes. ...can I be done for that? Well, I don't know if it's true, and I think your definition of truth... No. ...may be different to the legal definition of truth and fact and proof and evidence. Well, if he was... Thanks very much for your call. Got out of that one, all right, didn't we? Yeah, seamless. Okay, fine. We just again, we apologise to any. I've got no idea who he was talking about or what he was talking about. So, Catherine. Yes. You've been working at uh, Helen Daniels Handles. Yes. And I really think we could use that because I don't know if you know, but I've just thought about introducing handles to my uh, pillar boxes. I noticed that you could do with a bit of modification. I think I know I can help. So you're married. Yes. No children. No. I don't like them. Tick tock, 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 tick t
Can you hear that? That's your body clock ticking away. Thank you for highlighting that through the medium of your mouth. Are you planning on having any babies, love? No, it would interfere with my uh, nights out and uh, debauchery. Next question. Would you sign a contract? Because to be honest, you're both equally... I'd rather have you in... I'd rather have you working... At the, the, sorry, Ben, but I'd rather have you working for me because it'd be nice to have um, a bit of skirt. I, I can... What? You can wear a skirt. It's interesting. That's that's. Thank you. <laughs> Would you sign a contract saying you won't have any babies? Um. No. And scene. Now we're having a little bit of fun. I there. did think about it though. Did you see that? Yeah, that you me did. Thinking. That was we're having a little bit of fun there, but it's a serious thing. Why can't a small independent business ask uh, uh, someone who's up for a job whether they're going to have kids or not? Why can't they do that? That's not rhetorical. That's, that's, a, that's a real question as opposed to a rhetorical. That's an unrhetorical question. It's not their business. Oh, you... You... Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had a call from Michael in Hemel Hempstead. On the London Road, there are roadworks near Meadow Way, which are causing queues through the area. Also in Waltham Cross, there's been an accident on the A10 at the M25 roundabout. That already adds to the morning delays on the southbound A10. In Berkhamsted, the A41, as you head towards Hemel Hempstead, one lane is closed between the Chesham turnoff and Bourne End services with queues on the approach. And the clockwise M25 between junction 23 for the A1M and 24 for Potter's Bar. One lane is closed after a lorry's broken down and that's causing queues on the approach. Public transport, no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Right, it's 8.46. Stay there, Marlene. We'll come to you after the news and weather. Friday the 27th of June, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Councillors in Luton are to consider a police request for a dispersal order to combat antisocial behaviour in the town. The order for Wigmore and Round Green is expected to be approved. An MP who used to work at Stoke Mandeville Hospital says alarm bells should have rung many years ago about Jimmy Savile. And expectant mothers in Buckinghamshire are to be tested for carbon monoxide poisoning in a bid to make them quit smoking. Let's get the weather here, Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you. Hello. Good morning to you. We've had a sharp shower just uh, skirting in from the southwest. It's crossing off towards northeast right now. It went across Buckinghamshire. It's now in Hertfordshire. And uh, that's the story of the day today, although we've got a bit of dry weather with us at the moment. We've got further showers to filter in, and they will be heavy, torrential at times. We've got a Met Office weather warning in force for today and for tomorrow as well, because any showers we see through the days are likely to be torrential with some thunder mixed in, and you can see some uh, localised flooding 
uh, for a short space of time. So further showers to filter in now uh, with us right the way through the afternoon, eventually starting to clear up through this evening and overnight. Tomorrow, a dry start to the weekend. We've got further showers to filter in as we go through the afternoon. It looks like uh, quite a few of them uh, will stay to the south of us. There will be perhaps fewer showers tomorrow than, than there are today, but still running the risk right the way through to the end of the afternoon. And any drier weather, we'll see uh, temperatures up in the high teens, 18, 19 Celsius and any sunshine. And then it should be a drier day on Sunday. It's certainly the best day of the weekend. But for today, Ian, heavy showers around. Yes! That's what I'm talking about, Willis. From this weekend... Sundays are changing here on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine, it's me, Tony Blackburn, with two hours of great soul music to ease you into your day. From 11, I'm here with my weekend kitchen where you can find inspiration for your Sunday lunch and beyond. From one, it's shrink-wrapped with Toby Friedner and Dr Chet Kang, where we'll discuss disability and mental health. A new flavour to Sundays starts this weekend here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Marlene, thank you for uh, waiting so long. No, that's all right, Ian. What would you like to say? Um, I was being made redundant from my job because the head office was closing down and they gave us training as regards interviews and they said, if they ask you a question, you have got to answer it. Right. Well, I went for a job at a solicitor's as a receptionist. And it wasn't an interview, it was more like an interrogation, and it was awful. Oh. And he went, give me one good reason why I should offer you this job. Oh, I hate that stuff, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to hear anything that we've already spoken about. Oh, dear. Well, I was past childbearing age, I went, well, I wouldn't require maternity leave. And he started to laugh. Oh. That was the first time I'd seen yeah. his face crack. And I said, no, that was a serious answer to a serious question. I didn't get the job. Oh, oh I thought you were <laughs> going to say you'd won him round with your wildly woman, womanly charms. No, no, I wouldn't have wanted to work for him anyway. No, he sounds like a right old so-and-so. Yeah. Do you think it's inappropriate for a boss of, to, of a small company to ask a woman if she's intending on having a baby or not? You see, I don't think you're allowed to. Well, you're, you're not allowed all. to. I don't think you are allowed to now. But do you? No. But, but that to one side. Do I you can think see it's... where you're coming from, though. A small company and then sort of somebody goes off... To, Maternity leave. If it's Tesco or Marks and Spencers, yeah, they can or the, it. well, they can. Of course, they can. They yeah. can afford it, and they'll always be able to find someone to replace them. Piece of cake, easy, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. But if it is, you know, a little thing where I run it out of my spare room, and I've got three people working for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't afford it, could I? No. 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 It's it's a precarious situation for you, really, isn't it? Marlene, not, thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. I, I think it is illegal to ask that question, and, and uh, in some ways it is inappropriate. But, 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 put yourself in the shoes or the flared trousers of the independent businessman who's only got two or three people working for him. Can you really begrudge him wanting to know if the young lady that he's thinking of employing might disappear in six months, nine months, a year to go and have babies? Ah, oh, babies. Glenn's in Leighton Buzzard. Morning, Glenn. Good morning, Ian. What would you like to say, sir? Um, I just said, I, if Kath was my neighbour, she'd be very angry because I was cutting the lawn last night at quarter to ten. Oh, mate. Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, but I, what, what, the reason that I was late is because I sustained a bit of an injury from a, a dysfunctional strimmer that decided to cut my leg. 
but hang on a second. So you were strimming, and, and then you hurt your... How badly did you cut your leg? Well, all the cables spat out and... Of your leg? The, the, yeah. The cable of your leg spat out? No, 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 the cable of the strimmer. Oh, right, sorry, I do apologise. Right, OK. So the cable... So that's in the car. Yeah. That's in the car today to go back for a refund. And which meant... And uh, I had to cut the lawn late, because my wife said, will you cut the lawn while I'm away with my mum's? Well, hang on, how long has your wife been away for? Oh, she's been away for a few days because her mum's... So you've had ages to do it. You've had a, you've left it till the very, very last minute, as all people, all blokes do. <laughs> and that you're using your laziness, your tardiness to justify... What time are you doing it? Quarter to ten? Quarter to ten was I put the mower away. That was when it finished. Flipping it, mate. Catherine, would I, you've, you've heard Glenn's argument. What would you like to say to him? Glenn, much as I'd like to understand it, I just can't. I think you're a disgrace. And everything that broken Britain's all about... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Glenn. He's, he's laughing. He's laughing. But he's, he's the he thing. Care, does he? He's got no conscience. He's had. He's had uh, days. He's cut to it do fine, this. and we all have to pay. Yeah. Selfish. Can you believe that? Just G man. Good on you, my friend. W- sorry. Yes. What? Why not? I, I don't see what the issue is here. He finished. If, if you have to get a torch out to get your lines straight, I'm assuming yeah. he's doing lines. If he's not, even more of a disgrace. Mm-hmm. He got his. He put his strimmer away at a quarter to ten. The only reason he was doing it yesterday yeah. is because his wife was coming back today. Yes, and he said that he'd do it while she was away. She's well, been away for days. He's done it, and at the end of the day, who doesn't like a bit of late night trimming? Who doesn't? Me. Nor me. No issue myself. George Harrison used to do his gardening um, in the middle of the night. Yeah, but he had a massive garden, probably with no one next door. He, well, he, yeah, he lived in, was it Friary Park? Is that where he lived? Tucker's Luck? Uh, where did he used to live? Where the, sure. the, the Krishnas live now? Oh. Your oh, mates live there, Just. Uh, that, that's just uh, by Junction 5 of um, the M1 Watford. Technically Watford. Okay. You mean Watford okay. slash Oldenham. Okay. Back to Vedanta Manor. But yes. Back yes, to Vedanta Manor. Yeah. Anyway, Justin, you've been out asking people about the cut-off. Yes. I mean, Sunday mornings, uh, that, that's the issue for me, N- not the evenings. I've been in, well, in the home of our big tour, uh, getting opinions on suburban cut-offs. Uh, here's, uh, here's what people had to say. Well, Mavis, we're here in Welling this morning, the home of our big tour. Uh, a lawnmower at 8.45 in the evening. Is that unacceptable? What do you definitely, think? Definitely. When children are in bed, yeah. So when's the cut-off point, then? Um, probably about half past six, seven, isn't it? Wow, really? Yeah, because sometimes you go home in the summer and you're sitting in the garden having a nice glass of wine. Yeah. And then the strimmers go on, the lawnmowers <laughs> go on, don't they? What are your neighbours like? Um, well, one of them's lovely. The other side, ex-policeman horrible <laughs> really yeah he's awful he didn't talk to us never has done in 25 years so is he the type of man then that would start up the lawnmower yep. at 10 o'clock in the yeah, evening it goes around the edges with his strimmer yeah definitely well, what's the latest that he's been out there half past nine seriously yeah definitely wow, and he incredible. also feeds pigeons and that's more annoying <laughs> okay about 80 of them and a final question sunday morning yep. well, when do you think it's acceptable on a sunday morning to get the lawnmower out then and start making a racket <sighs> It's got to be after nine, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. In, in having your toast, you've been your cup of tea, and that goes on, isn't it? Yeah. Good stuff. Thank Definitely. you very much indeed. Nice to meet you. And a final word with Tom. Tom, suburban cut-offs, lawnmowers at 8.45 in the evening. You must be outraged about that. No, I'm not, I'm afraid. Uh, people have to uh, do lots of work. They're working... I mean, I'm a pensioner, so it doesn't apply, but... But people coming home from work, trying to do lots of things... Um, and, all right, probably it's the nine o'clock watershed, isn't yeah. it? After that, that's... Pro- pro-
probably not right. So you think after nine o'clock, after nine, turn them off. Yeah. But before that, eight forty-five. That's very close. That person who had that lawnmower going, they're not a thoughtless scumbag, in your opinion. No, no, they're not. They've got to get things done. And if you arrive back home, sort of at about sort of seven, eight o'clock, mm. then you know you've got to you've got to do it. Well, Justin, we had royalty at the end, a lord. I know. This is what happens when we go on the big tour. We meet some very, very posh people, don't we? No, we just yes. indeed. I just, I do think you. So you're the only problem you've got is with Sunday mornings. Yeah, I think you know. You know, life is very different now. We're all very, very busy people. You may get delayed getting home from work. I think in the evening, I don't think there's a major issue. But <laughs> Sunday mornings, come on, guys. If you got the lawnmower on the go before nine o'clock, quite simply, you should be arrested. I give you nine o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. I, Half eight, nine o'clock, I would Half do Half eight? On well, a Sunday morning with a lawnmower? Justin, once you have kids, your whole time schedule completely shifts. No excuse. Uh, no, nine o'clock. I go nine o'clock on a Sunday. Yep. But in, you have to respect it in the evenings. You can't do anything later than eight o'clock on, in the weekday oh, evenings. Why? Because it's rude! Because you're keeping me awake! The, the sound of a lawnmower in the summer... In oh, the, it's beautiful. In the distance, yeah. That is uh, good, yeah. yeah but when not, it is close not, by, not, it is yeah. not so good. <laughs> hey, Justin, you're, now, you're new, new hours so, uh, this weekend. Mm. So mm. people tuning in at nine o'clock to hear you, well, they're going to get a little bit of a shock, because it ain't yeah. you. What's happening? Uh, JBS is going to be here tomorrow morning with a Treasure Quest between Ooh. nine and twelve oh. in my old slot, which means that I'm going to be in my new slot of twelve until 2 tomorrow so 2 hours of great songs and great memories tomorrow at the new time what kind of stuff can we expect well you can expect uh, the UK and American charts from this weekend back in 1971 brilliant music lined up and also requests more posh people from well in the home of our big tour beautiful Justin thank you very much have a nice weekend I'll see you later on and you boss take care oh Justin yes boss you going past prisoners on the way back Uh, possibly for you yeah Yeah, how about a bacon and sausage roll with a bit of Tommy Kerr yeah, a yeah. pig roll, no problem. Kels, uh, Kels, oh. Kels is in Glastonbury. <laughs> Kath? Call me by another woman's name. I know, uh, terrible. I'm seeing another producer tomorrow as well. Anyway, uh, Catherine, uh, would you like uh, a little order? Uh, these are on me, by the way, guys, if I've got any No, no, it's on me today. No, no. No, 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 it's on me. It's you on sure? me. Yeah. All right, it's, it's, on on me. it's on me today. It can be in my belly. <laughs> what would you like? Usual. Uh, uh, what, what do you have? What's Fried that? egg butty. Fried egg butty. Fried egg butty. Shaggy? Oh, Shaggy's mic's not working. Oh, no, I'm not buying it. Anyway. No. Oh, no. Another sausage sandwich. Didn't hear that. Sorry, Shaggy. Sorry, no, guys. Sausage sandwich, please. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't know if you. What's a banger sanger? <laughs> I don't, I don't. make that out, sorry. No, I did, did, okay. it's a, just get it for the important ones. Justin, yeah. thank you very much indeed. Right, that's it. That's your lot. We managed to make it to the end of another week, guys. Wow. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We had a call from Michael in Hemel Hempstead on the London Road. There are roadworks near Meadow Way which are causing queues in the surrounding area. Also in Waltham Cross, there's been an accident on the A10 at the M25 roundabout. Things have been heavy there, so it has been having an impact on the southbound uh, carriageway. In Berkhamsted, on the A41, as you head towards Hemel Hempstead, one lane is closed between the Chesham Turnoff and the Bourne End services. That's for tree cr- cutting, sorry, causing uh, slow traffic on the approach at the moment. And the M25 clockwise between Junction 23 for the A1M and 24 for Potter's Bar. One lane closed after a lorry broke down with slow traffic on the approach. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Have a nice weekend. That's it. That's your lot. There will be a new podcast up later on 
at some point today. You can get it by going to the uh, 3CR website. You can get the old ones on iTunes. If you type in Ian Lee BBC, they pop up. They only last for 30 days before they uh, disappear into thin air. So grab them while they're hot. JVS up next. I'll be back on Monday at 6. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Is it unfair to criticise women who smoke during pregnancy? It's one of our top local stories today. Midwives in Buckingham.